Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to Ike Live. This is show 3069. Am I right? Am I anywhere near being right on that number, Bri? Correct. Correct. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this show gets bigger and better every week. I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. We are the best web show in the world, uh, <laughs> bar none. There's no other web show better than ours. Uh, I want to introduce everybody to the room uh, right off the giddy here, and uh, and sitting to my right, as usual, my my handsome, pretty, beautiful co-host, <laughs> um, and you might know him as the man of mystery. He knows everything. Uh, Pete Klusik. Pete, how are you, man? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. You look good again tonight. Well, you know, it, this is the I, Ike's live show. This I is, know. You, you're starting to make me feel bad though, because I'm like, and I've been wearing this for like three or four days. I haven't showered, <laughs> and you come in, you look very like a male model well, all know, the time. You know, you, it's not like we're Bassmasters live. You can wear anything there. Any, okay. You know, gotcha. This is, this is Ike live. Gotcha. Well, it's good to see you. We got we got a lot of stories that that we're gonna tell. We've spent we got to spend a lot of time together last week i want to get into some of that uh not not intimately or anything but together uh so i want to talk about that uh we've got a very very and i want to say we're privileged to have a very very special guest tonight on the casting couch i don't i don't i want i don't want to make you nervous i don't want to get, get you excited i don't get nervous man but I'm super stoked to have a a very good friend, uh, uh, high school friend, um, acquaintance, and uh, first time I've seen this guy in a long time. So happy to have him in the studio. Mike Richardson with us tonight yeah, on the Casting like? Couch. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm very honored, man. I, I I'm am, pumped. I'm so stoked to have you yeah, on, man, on the set tonight. Yeah, man. It's great so, to see you, man. So, you know, everybody's got these on this show. Everybody's got these, these AKA, these surnames. And so... Yeah. Uh, we've got one for you, but we need a yeah. couple. You mean Dom? Yeah, so yeah. we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to let everybody know, the folks at home know, we're going to give you two. We're okay. going to give you AKA Nom. Uh, okay. And we're going to give you AKA Predator Hunter. Tonight. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, that's so they'll be your, circles. So that's yeah, right. Circles, okay. Yeah. We're glad to have you. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> join us in a little bit, too. He's uh, late as usual. Uh, Dave Brodzik, our resident a-hole, uh, a.k.a. Wharf, <laughs> a.k.a. Fathead, uh, will be joining us. We don't know what he's doing. He still doesn't have a cell phone yet. Uh, he had a flip phone, <laughs> one of those old ones, and he got rid of it. So he, uh, through Morse code, we found out he's going to be a little bit late. Uh, so he'll be here. And, of course, back in the booth, uh, the, the the folks back there that make it run, the, uh, the, and, and especially tonight. Pete, you, you weren't aware of this, but we had a lot of technical difficulties early 
based around the storm that hit us, the bad really? storm. And we had some issues. Still giving us trouble. Well, it was a result from the power outage and a few of the things that happened there. And we had a lot of technical difficulties that were solved by our very own Brian DeCarpenter, the producer of the show. With a lot of help. With a lot of help. <laughs> I, I got to say, Mike did help. And, and, well uh, and, done. And Mark, and Mark Jeffries, uh, Bastone. Thank you, Mark, for helping out. It's always it's always a freaking we're on nervous wrecking here till till five minutes for the show all the time. Well, Every that makes time. it that makes it so interesting. I think everybody's it, on edge. It does. Everybody's on edge. It makes it smell in here too. I know it's b it's bo deodorant failure. You're always you're always wet back there, Brian. <laughs> I see a lot of moisture in your armpits <laughs> and your chest. Chest. All right. And uh, sitting to Brian's left uh, is my beautiful wife Rebecca. Hi, Beck. Hi, everyone. How you doing tonight? I'm excellent. Okay, real quick, stand up. Uh, I didn't want to. No, just stand up a little bit. Stand up real oh, quick. Oh, Let's see. A, uh, a gypsy look. That's okay. I like it. I like it. Is that is that two piece or is that one? What is that? Is that two pieces? It's like three or four. It's three or four. Okay. And and the designer tonight, Beck. Who's the designer? Who knows? I put it together myself. Okay, so we don't have a designer tonight. I think this is like 1999 skirt from Nordstrom and some Target. Okay. Stuff and this is not fancy. So you're not going to identify the designer like you did last week? No, because I was actually a designer. This is not designer. Okay. I'm versatile. You're versatile. You put that together yourself. Yeah. Okay. Does that scare you? Nah, that's amazing. Brian's scared. No, I'm Should scared. be scared. He's sweating. He is sweating. Everybody's sweating. Uh, we've got, let me tell you, we've got a super dynamic show. I know I always say that, but this one is really super dynamic. Uh, we've got a lot of things on the plate tonight. We're going to be talking to a Jersey boy, uh, Vineland's own Jersey boy, a.k.a. Adrian Avina, uh, coming off a amazing tournament on Potomac. And, on fire. Yeah, on fire and coming off a, a wonderful year, AOY year, in uh, in FLW. We're going to have him on the phone tonight. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, we're also going to be joined by, uh, and this is exciting because we love when people outside the industry join us. we got two of them tonight. Uh, we're going to be joined by Brian Bickle of the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Three-time Stanley Cup champion. Wow. That's, That's crazy, amazing. isn't it? It's amazing. It'd be great to have him back on the show. Oh, man. I, See I, how he's doing? Yeah, I can't wait to get him on the phone. Uh, I, I think he's more happy that the season's over and he can go fishing than he is about having another Stanley Cup. <laughs> We're going to talk to him about that. Uh, and at the very end of the show, this could probably be the best part. It's like a build-up. We're going to be talking to Mike about what he's been doing. It's very interesting stuff. I don't want to give any of it away. But it's very interesting. I can't wait to talk to Mike about what he's been doing. Uh, a super, super, super great show. As we always do, let's start the show. And uh, a big thank you to our military, uh, active and veterans, uh, men and women. Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy world. We appreciate it. Uh, also, special shout out to uh, firemen, police, EMT. Thank you guys. We appreciate what you do. It's amazing. I could never do it, so thank you very much. Um, where are we going to start, Brian? we got so many things here. Give me a starting point. Uh, you you want to get into, you want to say, uh, want to get into, let, let me, let me. Never mind, <laughs> I want to interrupt one second. You do? Okay. We always get some really cool shout outs at the beginning. People yeah. Indianapolis, we usually get, yes. you know, Ohio folks, all yeah. that. We got a good morning from Australia. What? Wow. Yeah. Just now? Yeah. A good morning from Australia. <laughs> How right awesome on. is that? What time is it there in Australia right now? I guess it's the opposite of us, right? The opposite? Because they're on the opposite side of the world? Yeah. Cause you, okay. Right? 
All right. Well, it's probably yeah. It's ask him. What what time is it, Colin? Okay, Colin, we'd like to he know what time. He said 10:08 a.m. 10:08 a.m. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. Colin, awesome. thanks for watching. We Good love morning. our Australian fans. Absolutely. Uh, great, great to know that you're watching. Any more shoutouts? Mm-hmm. Anything from? Uh, we got a new Camden Hampshire? or no? Uh, no Camden. Okay. I did have in uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Indy. I've okay. got Camden sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Okay. Uh, and while you're talking about the shout-outs, let me take this time to remind you, uh, and I always like to do this, that uh, this is your show, and we want to hear the fans' feedback. We want to hear everybody, what they're thinking. A uh, lot of ways to get a hold of us here. Uh, in the early portion of the show here, hit us up on the IM Instant Messaging. It's right there next to your screen. You could also hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at the Ike, Ike Live Show or Mike underscore Iconelli. And finally, uh, a little later in the show, we're going to have a toll-free number up on the screen. Please call us. We want to hear from you, good and bad. Uh, if you want to crank call us, uh, you can do that. If you want to call and curse and breathe heavy, do that as well. Anything you want to do, we want to hear from you. So a lot of ways to get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. Let me remind you that this is exciting. Let me remind you that we are on iTunes. Uh, we, we've been there for a few months now. We're, we're, uh, we've got a heavy presence on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out there. If you miss some of the shows, download us. Listen to us on the way to work. Listen to us while you're on the hopper. Listen to us while you're working out, while you're mowing the lawn with your ex-mark mower, whatever you want to do. Um, uh, and while you're there, give us a review, too. A positive review would help us. We had a negative review, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. And, and th- who takes the blame for that negative review we had on, on iTunes? I, I will. You will. <laughs> okay. I think it was your fault, Bri. It was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Is there any way to get rid of that negative review on iTunes, or it's there permanently? Uh, it's probably there. Okay. It's like a scar. It well, doesn't what, go away. What, what, what was it? Um, I hung up on a caller because he didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> that, that and we're not allowed to dictate to our uh, viewers what questions to ask. Apparently, right. we're not allowed to do that. Oh, okay. But listen, to all the viewers. Yes. To all the viewers. To all the viewers, I want you to know that... Well, we, we got to see you while you're talking here, Beck. Oh, oh, sorry. My bad. We we love all of your questions, but Brian will sometimes get calls with the same question that has happened in every single show. Right. So it's not that he's trying to be mean, but we can't answer the same exact question right. every show. Yeah. So yep. sometimes we do have to filter so that different right. topics are had. Yeah. yeah. Don't take offense to no, Brian. No, yeah. Nobody take offense. It, yeah. If Brian the Carpenter hangs up on you. Don't take offense to it. Listen, he works all day. He's building tables and shit. Uh, he comes home. His wife, Helen, harasses him. Uh, she cooks him like chicken nuggets every night. Hi, Don't Heather. give this guy a hard time. If he hangs up on you, he hangs up on you, okay? Don't ask the same question. Right. Don't ask. It doesn't just suck for us. It sucks for everybody listening. It does. hear the same question. You know what I think is going to happen now? Everybody's going to call in with the same question. <laughs> I hope so. Self-fulfilling prophecy. That would, that would serve it's right. going to happen. Uh, let me catch everybody up, and and we had a uh, and, and I witnessed this, so let, let's I'm going to let Pete go ahead here, and uh, we're going to get an update on Pete's weigh-in. We've been weighing Pete in here uh, since the very beginning of the shows here at 15. And Pete, what's what's the news on the on the front with the weight? All twos. All twos. So we're talking two, 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 two. Two, two, two. A triple two. Triple two. So according to my calculations, four and a half pounds lighter. Four and wow. a half pounds later. Wow. Two twenty-two. Yeah, but wow. started where, Mike? Uh, man, it started. Hey, let, let's put this in perspective. It started way back in January with two fifty-one 
and now we're at two two two. Wow, that's Dang. a hell of a weight loss, Pete. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm tickled to death with it. I'm working hard at it. It's uh, it's been a big commitment, getting it done, getting it done more steadily now, and uh, I'm on my way to 200 pounds, which is my goal. Yeah. And uh, and I hope to hope to reach it there soon. But I, you know, it's amazing because I run into people on the water that are that are losing weight with me. Uh, we had uh, what Joe on Twitter is is was motivated to uh, to lose 20 pounds. He had a 20 pound mark. From, uh, motivated by watching us on Ike Live, watching some of that weight loss, and uh, and and he's not alone. And uh, you know, it's a big thing, man. It's it's about he- health and longevity. And uh, you know, I'm glad you guys are joining me. And I'm still I'm committed to the to the 50 pounds loss. It's- and I'm committed to uh, sponsored myself that I'm going to donate one. One rod for every pound that I lose to the Ike Foundation. That's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah. that's going to go to such good use. Uh, thank thank you for doing that. And I tell you, I just had, as you were talking, I had like a, a brain flash of a business idea. You should have a workout video <laughs> after this is done. Now, think about this. It's worked in other realms. Uh, uh, Ty Bo. <laughs> uh, uh, the 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 what, Pete, what are the straps? Pete's, Pete's the next Billy Blanks. Billy, Billy Blanks. Blanks. <laughs> you're the ne- you're the white <laughs> Billy Blanks. The straps. What were the straps? The the uh, TRX. TRX. Tony Horton. Tony Horton. Um. The, the the lesbian girl. <laughs> I mean it's. I, I mean think oh, about it. I think you this is a niche for you. I, I Be, because this is a. I'm looking at these numbers. This is really good. So you, we, we might talk to Jeff about this. It might be a side project. Well we'll we'll do it. We'll launch a Bashu uh, TV. Okay. You know you know 65 percent of people give up on their New Year's resolutions by this time. Oh, I believe every it. Year. Come on! <laughs> exactly. I believe it. It's hard. It's tough. It's I, tough to stay. I believe it. I, I gave I gave up on mine. <laughs> <laughs> the next day? Was it the next yeah, day? Yeah, right. <laughs> New Year's Day. You yeah. gave up on it. Uh, hey, before we go on though, Pete brought up the Ike Foundation. Yes. His donation. Why don't you tell everybody what we did this last week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let everybody know Ike Foundation's doing great and thank everyone for their support. We continue to get uh, donations in through the mail. And thank you so much. We're getting rods. We're getting reels. We're even getting some tackle. Uh, it, it helps tremendously. Uh, big couple things on Ike Foundation. Uh, one is we're in Central Park, um, spreading the word a few weeks ago. A lot of people showed up there that had never fished before. And it was very exciting to get some people excited about the sport, especially kids. Uh, but more recently, on Saturday, we were at Cabela's in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. And we made a donation, uh, 10 rod, Abu Garcia rods and reels, to uh, re- repeat the name of the organization, Todd Pride's organization, which is Mid-Atlantic Youth Anglers, uh, received 10 Abu Garcia rods and reels. And, man, that's what it's all about. And that was one of the first events where we actually gave it to the kids. They were there, and we were able to present it to them. Uh, and it's so cool. It's so cool to see that, you know, and to see these kids have a new rod and reel, and that's going to go to programs that they run uh, and, and hopefully get more kids involved in the sport, and that's what it's all about. So uh, super exciting, but if you want to know more about it, go to the website. Go to MikeIconelli.com slash Ike Foundation. If you want to help out two ways, uh, we'd love to have product. If you have old product laying around, and also there's a, a pledge form on there. Sign that pledge form. All it says is you're going to take somebody fishing that's never been fishing before. 
do that, and you're a part of the Ike Foundation. That's pretty exciting. Easy way to get involved. That's awesome. Yeah. Greatest pledge in fishing. Easy pledge. Real easy to do. Uh, Want to give a special shout-out to Under Armour. Uh, man, the apparel and Under Armour is crazy amazing. i got to tell you, I've seen the two extremes this year so far. Bassmaster Classic this year. You remember going back to Hartwell. Uh, we're talking negative temperatures in practice. We're talking about a high of like 10 or 15 degrees on the first day. Under Armour performed flawlessly in the cold. And last week, you and I, and we're going to get more into it, on the upper Chesapeake Bay, saw the other extreme. Brutal heat. Sweltering. Sweltering. 90 degree, 100 degree heat. Mm-hmm. Humidity. And Under Armour's performing great. So, awesome. uh, special shout-out to Under Armour, their apparel. It's amazing. Hey, Ike, you know, yes. real quick, you know, uh, just a little tidbit. When I worked at, I worked at AOL for a number of years in Baltimore, uh, and the building above us was Under Armour. Yeah. They had, like, 12 people. Yeah. Now they own the entire thing. Isn't that crazy? So, well, so, you know, and everybody thought it was ridiculous. That just goes, yeah. so you have an idea. You can do it. Think you don't Isn't that an amazing right? story, yeah. though? It's beautiful. Yeah, because we were down there. We, we actually visited with them, like, in back in the... Was it the fall or the winter? It was. It the was winter. back in the. Yeah, it was back in the winter. Yeah. It's amazing. That's like they, they, they. Incredible story. It's a credible story. Yeah. People don't realize you live in America. You do. You got an idea. You do anything you want. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to be, rich, happy, whatever. Yeah. You just do it. I'll know? tell you the one thing that hit us that's interesting about that campus is we got to that campus and we pulled in and as we walked around and toured these different buildings, we saw the Under Armour employees who were all happy. And smiling. It's awesome. And wearing Under Armour. Yep. Like that was. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was that amazing. was an amazing thing because yep. we've we've been to campuses before and big you know big complexes yep. and you see a lot of people like they look pissed off to be they're yeah. grumpy. You could tell they don't want to be there. Yep. There's there's you you could feel the staleness yep. in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Dude, at Under Armour, you felt like you're at fucking Willy Wonka. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was like, you yep. felt like you were at the Willy Wonka factory. Yep. I, I wanted to work there. I wanted, I, I wanted really? to work there, too. A part-time job just so I could work out in their gyms. They Absolutely. Were amazing. Yeah. I just wanted to work there so I'd go to the cafeteria every every day yeah. for lunch. That's awesome. That kind of attitude breathes yeah. through into the products. I it mean, does. Yeah. Yeah. It breathes through into everything. It and, does. Uh, yeah. they, they make yep. the best hot, water, hot weather gear. Yep. They do. Uh, and uh, the best weight yeah. loss gear, by the way. Yep. Yeah, so our company was just, our company was just like theirs, man. Used to get there five in the morning, work till midnight, and people just pumped up, excited. Yeah. It, it was. It, I miss it, man. Yeah. It was awesome. It's very and that's, rare. Pe- people talk about getting rich. That has nothing to do with it, man. Working with people that are excited, they want to be there. Yep. There's nothing better. Yeah. Very, very rare. But when well, you find well it, it's magic. Yeah. It's magic. Um, also, want to remind everybody, this is. We're getting down to the wire here on a promotion, on a on a, uh, a special promotion, and it's the Xmark promotion, uh, the Take Back Your Weekends uh, sweepstakes. We've been telling you about it for months and months and months. Want to remind you, hey man, if you haven't signed up, if you haven't submitted a video yet, you got like a couple days here, right? How many days? When's the thirtieth? Two days? Three days? What are we talking about? Two tomorrow. days. Tomorrow. Two days. Tomorrow. You got today, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't have a sense of awareness of time. Uh, Xmark sweepstakes. Take back your weekend. Go to the Xmark website, xmark.com uh, backslash weekends. Uh, all you have to do is submit a video and say how you're going to take back your weekends. Um, they're giving away a lawnmower. By the way, the best lawnmowers in the world. And second prize. I'm sorry. First prize. That was the grand prize. First prize is a trip with me. You're going to get the fish with me. We're going to go out into Delaware. We're going to catch a few bass. We're going to go get a cheesesteak over Tony Luke's. 
We're going to come back on the water. We're going to flip some Coney Island whitefish mats. We're going to have a great day. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to be, uh, during the break, we're going to uh, have Brian DeCarpenter play some of the submissions to give you an idea of what you need to send. But listen to me. This is the end. Submit today. Submit tomorrow. It's your last chance. You don't want to miss a lot of great prizes. And finally, before we get on to Adrian here, I want to announce, and this is exciting. I don't even know if Pete knows this yet. I want to announce... Our second official Ike Live sponsor. This is a big moment. Brian, can I get a sound effect? Something? Anything? Anything? He's working on it. <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> Can't get a sound effect. Seriously, um, everyone just wants to win the X Mark Mower. That thing makes me very happy. I don't want okay, that. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> the X Mark Mower is nice, though. I, I, I go out and mow every day it's, just for fun. Like, you do. Few, I, you were out there lines. today doing it. It's so fun. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Uh, but I'd like to officially announce, and we're so happy to be working with these guys. Uh, amazing product. I'd like to announce the second official Ike Live sponsor, and it is. Liquid Mayhem! Uh, awesome, awesome. Glad to have you guys on board. Uh, a lot of you, a lot of the listeners and, wa- and watchers like live out there already know Liquid Mayhem. For those of you that don't, it's a scent. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a scent product applied to your lures. Uh, really unique. You know, when you talk to scent, talk about scent and think about it, you think of generic terms. But what they've got is really, really different and unique. Uh, check them out on the website, liquidmayhem.com. Uh, amazing product. You're going to be hearing a lot more about it during the, the shows coming up. And you're going to be seeing it in action. We're actually going to do a lot of content video and show you the product in use and show you how it works. Uh, but, you know, I'll tell you, we've talked about scent all the time. I can tell you, in situations where fish are inspecting a lure, you know, they're, you're fishing a slower bait, a worm or a jig or tube, and they're going up and looking at it, scent matters. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. Well, I'll tell you, I happen to be have used Liquid Mayhem for the – I met them. I met a great bunch of guys. They've got an innovative product, and uh, I think you guys are going to like it. But I've, I was able to get a few samples uh, at the Classic this year and put them to use. Uh, in particular, my favorite was I kind of went against the grain, and I used their walleye attractant, which comes in a red base. Ooh. And during the spawn, I was using it on, on my flipping my creature baits down on the Chesapeake, and I was finding it you know, to be incredibly effective at getting those spawning fish, just that little red. That red flash. Red's key. That scent. Red's key. It was yeah. getting those fish that, that you were blind fishing for them on the beds there. You can't see. The water's got a little bit too much st- stain. But that red flash and that scent on the liquid mayhem, I, I really believe, helped me catch a lot more fish during the spawn. It's awesome. Awesome story. So you're going to be hearing a lot more uh, liquid mayhem. Thank you, guys. Excited to have you on board. Uh, Brian, I think we're ready. You want to you wanna, uh, ring up Adrian? Uh, I'd, I'd love to talk to Jersey Boy here. Can we get him on the phone right away? Jersey Boy is, is red hot. He's hot. He's fishing great. I know it. He's he's made the FLW championship at least a couple times. He's having now. a great year. This is actually his junior year. I don't know if you realize that his sophomore year was last year, and he had a bit of an off year. Okay. But his junior year came back and is setting the world on fire. Like a renewed attitude, smoking them everywhere, just like he did his freshman year. Repeat wow. of that. Yeah, he's well, no flu. That's hard to duplicate, and it's uh, it's amazing to see him do it. Another Jersey boy doing well. Hey, we love it. Yeah. We love it. There's not many of us. There's a few. <laughs> There's just a few. We love it. We love it. Can we get him on the phone, Brian? We good? I would like to Working give a shout-out okay. to, the, to the folks at Liquid Mayhem. 
and say thank you for joining the Bash University TV or Bash yes. University team this yep. year. Uh, we're glad to have them there. We're, we're, we're going to be teaching guys how to use sense this year and doing some really great stuff with Liquid Mayhem yeah. through that program it's exciting, as well. It's exciting. Why we're waiting for Brian the Carpenter, a.k.a. Ding Dong, to get Jersey Boy on the phone, uh, let me give a special shout-out to Steve Donis. Uh, Steve's a great friend of the show. Uh, I'm probably one of the best illustrators, cartoonists I've, I've known. Um, and, and if you remember from watching last show, his daughter Maya was uh, undergoing surgery, um, and she underwent a second surgery recently on her brain, uh, and she's got a third scheduled for early July. Man, we're we're thinking about you, Maya. Uh, we're thinking about you, Steve. Maya, I want to say never give up. Uh, keep keep your spirits up. Uh, we're, we're thinking about you. You're in our thoughts and prayers, um, and, and, and a shout-out to those two guys. Thank you for watching. Brian, what do we got? We got Jersey Boy here? I believe so. Okay. Uh, joining us live via phone, we're going to find out where he's at right now, is Jersey Boy's very own Jersey Boy, Adrian Avena. Adrian! What's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? Uh, turn him up, Brian. I can barely hear him. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm sitting here in my driveway. I just got home a couple hours ago. Yeah, I took about a two-hour nap. And uh, I'm just starting to unload all my gear from this past week. Gotcha. Uh, can, can can you can you turn him up, Brian, or no? Uh, Captain, I'm giving her all she's got. Let me uh, give me a minute here. Something something's not right. Okay, hey, Adrian, we're gonna call you right back. We got a bad connection. Uh, Brian can build a table, but he can't make a connection and call here. So uh, we're gonna get right back <laughs> Thank to you him. again, Michael. You know what I'm interested to, to hear about uh, is the Potomac. Went through that massive storm in the middle of the tournament. Yeah, all that torrential rain. Yep, had to spin them out, man. Like yeah, all the all the patterns you were working on had to be gone. It was a horrendous storm. Uh, you know, you got dirty water. You got probably uh, high and lower than normal tides. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of elements. I I can't wait to hear about that. I can't wait how to hear how he adapted to that. But in general, Potomac's fishing shitty. Yeah, it's, it's what, what's the deal? What's your opinion on, on why that is? You know, it's uh, we really haven't seen this from the Potomac, but the the last few years has been a little bit of a struggle. You hear guys talking about stuff like the snakeheads impact, or uh, you know, I've heard a few other uh, theories on it. I don't know. It just seems like places go through cycles, and right? Just really have never seen it on the Potomac. It's always it, it, been good. It's for always year after been year. good because you know it it had a down cycle early. Like I remember we fed federation tournaments. It was tough, but then it came back and it was there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of theories. You know, we got snakeheads, we got the grass, uh, we have saltwater intrusion, we have all these theories. But I want to run a theory past you on why the Potomac River bass fisheries fishing so crappy lately. Mike, is there any possible way that the presidency and President Obama has anything to do with the bad fishing on, on the Potomac yeah, River? Absolutely right. I don't. I don't think it's Obama per se, but all the negativity in this country right now. I think maybe that the, you know, the fish, the fish don't like the, everything. What people don't realize is everything is connected, man. It's a trickle down effect. It's bad from, karma from bacteria to gallant. Everything is connected. When when you're negative, it it. I mean, you can almost see it, man. You can almost feel it out. Yeah. There. And and I think uh, you know people blaming them for stuff. I mean, seriously. Uh, you know, and I'm not, I don't talk politics. I don't, uh, when you mentioned Obama, I kind of got a nervous feeling. <laughs> you know, I, I don't really go one way or the other. You know, when I was younger, 
obviously people who knew me, I went to military school, very conservative, do this, do that. You know, everything had to be structured. I believed in all this stuff. And you get older, man, and, and, and a lot of your views change. You see stuff that changes you. And, and, and you know, we don't understand what's going on, man. Yeah. There's so much stuff. I could talk about stuff for days of what's really going on and the privacy stuff and us being followed and the real problem, yeah. you know? Yep. So, yeah, that, that, that would be my – knowing nothing about fishing or, or salt water <laughs> yeah. or physics of that – I would it's a say, negativity. It's oozing yeah, into the yes, water. It's oozing out of D.C. I, I agree. It's like, you remember the movie, the horror movie? It's a classic, by the way. I'm a big horror buff. Creepshow? The original movie, Creepshow Horror Flick? It, yeah. Dude, it's like a big... You remember the, the scene, Bry? The big black blob in the yeah, water? Yeah. And it was like... Tur- yeah. You remember that? That's based on a Stephen King novel. It is. I yes, think you're right. Yeah, when and, they suck people down yeah, in the water. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And it was the worst special effects, because it was literally a he- black, hefty trash bag... Yeah. <laughs> Floating on the yeah, water right, right. and just suck people that's in. Awesome. But that's what it's like. Yeah. It's like that negativity ooze shit is going into the river. That's affecting the bass population. Yeah, you may be right. Bad karma's affecting bass. That, Think that, about that's it. That's probably the best theory. Yeah. I like that theory <laughs> yeah. better than anything we mentioned. Yeah, well, yeah it's, all about, it's all about quantum physics, man. It's quantum physics. <laughs> uh, joining us again. Let's try this again. Join us again <laughs> from his driveway after a cat nap. Adrian to be the Jersey boy. Adrian. How you doing? All right, we've got a terrible connection, but I'm I'm gonna we're gonna try to make this happen as as good as we can. I need you to just yell in your phone. I I know it's it's a little awkward, but pretend you're like Jerry Springer yelling at somebody as you answer these questions. Um, first of all, I want to say and 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 Pete too. We all want to say congratulations on a great finish last week. But even more than that, the bigger picture of an amazing season. Good job, dude. You're you're freaking on fire again. What what what's 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 happened? What has gotten into you th- this year? It seems like you're catching them everywhere you go. Man, uh, I mean, I, I really don't know. I mean, I think uh, I think a lot of us anglers, a lot of people that fish, we understand how um, how once you get on a roll, I mean, it's all about just getting confident. You know, and I mean, sport's all about confidence. It's all about decision making. And I feel like just from having a really bad year last year and not making the cup and and just uh, really being motivated. I mean, from the start, right out of the gates, you know, I started with a good tournament down there in Florida. And and you know, us northern guys, if we get out of Florida alive, (laughs) I mean, smooth sailing. You know, so I mean, it was just uh, it's just been really good from the start. You know, I mean, I think um, I keep on relating my. saltwater fishing to bass fishing but man i mean i can just tell you just being able to understand how how the grass work and, and how fish position and especially tidal river fishing i mean it's just uh it's just all one help you know with the background that i had that, that's awesome well it's it's been fun to watch i've uh you know i don't i don't fish over there but uh every time we're in one of our breaks i'm always glued to flw and i'm watching as terrible as flw.com website is, I try to watch uh, and keep up with you guys daily. But uh, let, let's jump into Potomac a little bit, Adrian. I, Pete and I were sitting here saying, you know, what an amazingly difficult event from the standpoint of weather and tides and rain and wind. And, and tell us a little bit about the Potomac. Tell us, tell us how you caught him and tell us how you adjust it. To the storms that kept bar- barreling in every day. Yeah, I mean, uh, the biggest thing for me, I mean, I have a, I have a little bit of background on the Potomac River, not, not near as much as you guys, but, um, 
my whole theory when it comes down to the Potomac River, I'm not the type of fisherman to sit down in one area. Now, this goes for anywhere. It doesn't matter what part of the country. I mean, I'm not one of those types of fishermen that puts three rods on his deck, gets in one grass bed or one area, and just grinds it out. That's not my style of fishing. I put on 25 rods on my deck, dude. I'm tripping over rods all day long, and, and I just run around like a damn madman. I think it's a Jersey thing, but... Um, so for me, going into the Potomac River, I knew right out of the gates, looking at the tide, the tide the first day of the tournament, it was going to be dead low tide down there at Potomac Creek. So with that, the tide was only going to get better each day, and it was going to allow me to run the tide, that low water, the first three or four hours of the event every single day. Um, so for me, I tried to find a lot of low water spots starting from Potomac Creek all the way up to the Pentagon Lagoons. I mean, I ran the tide the first three or four hours of every day of the event. Um, And then after that, I would hunker down in a couple of the grass beds or or start fishing some hard cover, whether it be wood, boat docks, or some pads. Um, But like you said, man, I mean, the first day, the first day of the event, um, on our off day, I mean, we just got downpoured. I mean, it, it was like a damn monsoon over there. We had a tornado come through our campsite. I mean, every trees were all over the place. I mean, talk about extreme weather. Yeah. Um, and it really threw a wrench, you know. I mean, I, I knew this tournament, based on my practice, um, there was two winning patterns, I believe, that were going on on the Potomac River um, that week. And the one of them... Um, is the back of the creeks you know i mean these fish for those that don't really know tidal water i mean i know you guys know it a lot but the viewers that are listening tidal river fish come summertime they want to get in current you know i mean the water's getting hot um current has more oxygen has more current flow they want to get in current that's what they try and do um so these fish will move way in the backs of these creeks and then there's another big population of fish that goes to the main river because those are two places that are going to have uh, the, the largest amount of current. Yeah. Um, so in my practice, I saw that in these creeks, you can catch them really good, and it could blow 50 miles an hour, and you were fine. And then also, main river, you know, if it blew 50, it, it would be all blown out. And the only thing that could really hurt that is if the wind kept on changing around. Well, unfortunately, in the tournament, I mean, it rained like freaking 20 inches, and it blew three different directions in three different days. So, I mean, everything got blown out. So days three and four, I mean, I was just in scramble mode. Um, and, I mean, it ended up being a tough event. And, unfortunately, I, I, wasn't able to, I wasn't able to get my first win. But, I mean, I was able to have a good event and get through it. Well, that, that was a great tournament. I mean, it was it, it was fun to watch, and uh, you know, gosh, the the field there to be able to come in the top ten to go come in second. That's amazing. Well, it was an incredible scramble, Adrian. This is Pete, and uh, man, I was we we were all pulling for you. We were I was watching it all the time as well, and uh, you know, one of the couple things inter- you know fa- I found very interesting. One of which you mentioned was Potomac Creek. We hadn't seen that play That's in, a, old school. in a major tournament for years and years. But, Man, but, I'll, I'll but Clark, was, Clark did well there, apparently, and, and you're telling me now that you were yeah. fishing in that creek. That creek must and have been I'll really hot this thing, year. Some, something, something that was even more incredible than that, and, I mean, you, you go back, you know, way back when when Steve Reese won it out in Angemoy and, and a couple other guys called him in Angemoy when they did that stocking program back way back when. Um, Clark actually spent a lot of time in Nanjimoy too, which I mean, 
you know, us, I mean, me personally, I mean, I've caught like three bass total in my life out in Angemore, and I completely <laughs> wrote it off. And I mean, that's something that's not like me. You know, I mean, usually I try, I try everything in practice, um, but that's one creek that I wrote off. But I mean, like you said, I mean, it seemed like those southern creeks, for whatever reason, um, were playing big time our event. Wow. How about that? That's really good to see. Yeah. I, I hadn't fished in, I remember fishing in there with Jimmy Houston on one side of me. Wow. That's how long ago. Was he giggling? <laughs> he was. He, we were all catching him. <laughs> I remember I fished a Bassmaster tournament there where half the field was in the mouth of Potomac Creek. Wow. And everybody was, was getting limits. But it, that was 10 years ago. Was Guy Eager ago. there? Yeah. Do you I, know he's only got seven fingers? <laughs> That's it. Three, three, three were cut off in a mechanical accident. Uh, I thought he was a carpenter. No. He's not a carpenter. Uh, so, Adrian, uh, so you've got the season behind you, an amazing regular tour season. You've got an amazing Potomac tournament just happened. What do you got going on now the rest of the season? Obviously, you've got the cup coming. I know you're going to do a lot of prep work for that. You you practice hard. You fish hard. I watch you out there. Tell us a little bit about what you have the next couple months going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, pretty much I got about five days before I hit the road again. Um I'm heading to the James River for that Bass Northern Open uh, right there, right around the 4th of July. Uh, but then here in the next uh, here in the next couple of days, I got a couple of saltwater charters. Got to take some people out, and uh, of course, I mean, one of the biggest things for us each year is ICAST. You know, so right after that Bass Northern Open, I'll be heading to ICAST, and then right from ICAST, I'll be heading down to Arkansas. So I mean, um, just a lot going on, you know, just trying to stay busy. I mean, it seems like, yeah, I mean, we only have six major tour events, and, I mean, you guys over there, you have a little bit more than us, but, I mean, this deal never ends. I mean, it's an ongoing thing, as, as a lot of you guys know, and um, so I'm just trying to keep busy, stay on top of things, and I'd like to I'd like to do well over there on the James River. I hear, I hear that place over there has been a mud bath here the last few days, too. They got dumped on. Yeah, I'm sure that place has got beat, too. Uh, Adrian, thank you for joining us tonight. It's great to hear from you. Great to get an update. Before we let you go, let everybody know how they can find you on the web and social media and, and follow you and follow what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, guys, I mean, I, I take advantage of all the social media. not quite as good as Mike, but um, pretty much Adrian on everything, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I also have a website. It's AdrianAvina.com. Um, so, I mean, thank you all for letting me have on the show. And um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. My email is also adrianlavina at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions, feel free to give me a shout. You got it. Adrian, thank you for joining us. We'll see you in a couple weeks down at ICAST. Good right, luck lot, Mike. at the FLW Championship. Care, Good luck, Adrian. Wow. Man, he's on fire. I tell you, that was, that was impressive. He actually, Mike, I want to get your thoughts on this. He gave his personal email away live on the show. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know how many people hack fishing websites. And stuff. <laughs> I mean, I could look into that for you. I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I, I never. I tell people never even use a personal email address. You know, use yeah. something else that forwards to that or proxies to right. the thing. You know, it's it's just it, and it's not a hacking thing. It's more of a fishing thing. I mean, the guy obviously does well, yeah. makes money, and that attracts the, the yeah. scum. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I, I always say this. Uh, I, I tell this to Beck, Brian, and Pete. We've all had this conversation. It seems like the fishing industry is like 10 years back 
behind mainstream America. I'm serious. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's, it, it's and that's like not a, good. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like a, they're always a step back. It's like a subculture. Yeah. But the only hacking incident I ever remember uh, happened probably two or three years ago. And it actually happened on Pete's site, PeteGlusic.com. And uh, I'm not I'm not sure if you know, but the um, and he mentions his site, so yeah, everybody can, yeah, right. But uh, the the uh, the Las Vegas show, the guys from the show Thunder Down Under, hacked his site. Yeah, sure. All those guys yeah, sure. with the big muscles yeah, sure. and they're wearing a little leaf on their yeah, crotch. Yeah. They actually hacked Pete's site. It's never no, done. It. And it's not you know a lot of people think that the hackers are sitting in the basement, you know. Uh, anybody can go to the web, learn the basics of hacking. I mean, you can learn how to build a bomb, whatever you want. Yeah. But but hacking, uh, grab a script, execute it on your site, and, and and it's that simple. And there's there's millions of them a day. We call them script kitties. You know. Wow. Uh, instead of going to the library, you go online. I want to hack this site. You copy a script, and, and then you have all kinds of problems. You know, it happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. How are we doing back there in the booth? Beck, do we have any uh, comments, uh, questions? Uh, uh, Posts coming through? Yeah. Okay, what do we got? All right, so we seem to have a theme tonight. Yes. With, um, well, one guy. I'm going to give this to you in multiple parts, and, okay. and you and Pete jump around with it. Yeah. Um, one, issues with, um, you know, uh, back of boaters, like if you're in the front of the boat and the back of the boat guy trying to, like, you know, fish your water, that kind of thing, vice versa. Co-angler, to, you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dealing with that kind of thing. I've got another guy with an interesting question. He's always been a co. Now he's got his first boat. He's excited, but he's not fishing as well. Right. So what? what you well, that's know. a good question. Let's jump into that one. That's actually a really good question. What What's his name? Did he give, give a name on the on the IM uh, board? Uh, that would be um, just dig. Comment from South Florida. Ike just bought my first boat. Oh nine Cougar FTD. Whoa, Never really Cougar. have had a problem catching fish until Basically. finally fishing from the front. Yeah. Am I fishing too fast? Thinking too much, etc. That's a great question, Pete. Mm. And I, I think we've all had that transformation where we went from bank angler to John boat angler to owning your first boat. You know, you you were a co angler. Now you you're in the front. That, that can be a tough transition. That could be tough. Well, it's a, it's a huge transition because now, man, now on top, you know, as a co-angler or non-boater, your main focus was triggering strikes. Yeah. That's all you eat. You it's know, all you eat. worried about. That's all you worry about. Yeah. Right. How can I? What's the best lure? You know, how can I trigger more bites? And you can, you're really focused. You're you're relaxed and concentrated on that effort. Now you add to it the 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 decision making thing and that's where the demons get in your yeah. head you know and yeah should i stay should i go yeah. you know yeah. am, I, am i on the winning pattern am i even in the ballpark of the yeah. winning pattern and that starts to deteriorate on your confidence which is going to directly affect your ability to trigger strikes and, and that sort of stuff so uh, yeah. so so that's a big that's a big adjustment it's a huge thing to to make and you know a lot of people don't practice decision making Yep. You know, they wait until tournament day till they really practice, uh, you know, making those those high pressure decisions. And you can decisions. practice that, right? A practice day or a fun fishing day, you can go through your mind, mental exercises to help you make those Here, decisions. Here's, here's one little thing I do all the time in my practicing. And, and this is just one of the things. I set up all these scenarios and I practice decision making. But one that I practice every day is once I execute my practice plan, I look at the particular area I was in, try to establish a pattern or whatever it may be. I take that last hour 
and I put myself in the last hour of the tournament. Ah. Right? Yeah. I've got 60 minutes. Yeah. I got to get a bite or got to get a limit, depending yeah, on the body of You mentally order. put the pressure on yourself. I put the pre- Well, I take the, the lessons that I learned from the whole practice day. Yeah. And I apply them to that last hour. It's cool. And, and I go out and, yeah. and try to execute. What that all that's doing is it's helping your decision making, and you're practicing that decision making. And the more practiced you get at making those decisions, the less pressure you're going to feel yep. in in the tournament scenario. And then you can get back to the business of triggering strikes yeah. and let those things that you're really good at shine. And I think that decision making is blocking blocking that for maybe this individual or guys like. Yeah, that's neat. I, I tell you, the only thing I like to add, and that's a great strategy. The only thing I like to add to that is I can, I, I actually can close my eyes and remember uh, my first boat and when I made that switch, and you know, all of a sudden now I'm in the front making decisions, and I can remember getting to a new body of water, a big one, Kerr Reservoir, right? You know, you launch and you look out there and you're like. You know, you're looking around, and there's just so much water. I can tell you, one of the things I did early on, especially until I got to that confidence level, was to limit yourself in that lake. You know, don't try to fish the entire lake. It's a 30,000-acre lake. Break it down into manageable sections. And I still do that now, Mm -hmm. 16 years later. Um, You know, you could take a section of a lake and quarter it off, third it off, and limit your practice day to that one area. Force yourself to stay in that one area. And you start thinking more about the patterns and the fish and what they're doing than worried about what's up lake or, you know, 30 miles downriver or, you know, way up that creek. Limit yourself to smaller areas in the lake or river that you're fishing, and that'll help you mentally too. Mm. That's a great question. That's a great question. What else we got, Beck? We got anything else good coming through? William G. would like to know, when catching schooling fish, how do you get them to bite after catching a few, but they stop hitting, Liquid even mayhem. though they are still there schooling? <laughs> that's a great question. That's a that's another really good one. We're getting some good ones in there tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've seen it. You know, I've seen it. You're out there. You pull up on a spot. They're busting everywhere. Anything you throw out there, it seems like they bite. All of a sudden, the bite, the bite decompresses. You can't get them to hit anymore. But you still see them schooling. What 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 do you do, Pete? What what's your first strategy? Well, there? you know, I have got a couple strategies for this, and and one one of the things I really like to do is is change colors. When I'm around schooling fish in particular, like I've been around them and using lipless crankbaits and 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 various crankbaits, and and what I'll do is I'll get multiple colors of that crankbait that they're that they're biting when they're schooling. If they if they're biting that technique, that strategy, and what I'll do is it may be a chartreuse crankbait that I'm catching them on, catching them on. You release call a fish, he goes back oftentimes and he tells his buddies that you're up there and it's it, <laughs> this isn't real it's a trick don't bite that <laughs> and what you do is you if you simply change colors once they stop then you can reactivate that school again with the new color right. and then i'll change sizes too but here's one thing that is that is in particular that i've learned about this that makes it hard or it can be hard the longer that school goes inactive the harder it is to trigger yeah. them again. I've seen so that. you got to move fast. You got to you you can't wait. Like when you're catching them every cast and you're getting them schoolies coming in, and you make one or two or even three casts without a strike. Yeah. Change immediately. Yeah. Don't 
keep going. But give them a different look, a different sound, a different color, a different yeah. tool immediately and, ha- yeah. and be ready to go with that because you can get them triggered again and keep this going for a half hour, an hour sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, the longer it goes, man, it goes a minute. Five minutes go by, all of a sudden these fish yeah, you're, are locked yeah, up. Yeah, you're getting man. screwed the longer they go. I like all those strategies. I'm going to add three things real quick that I do, uh, and I've had those scenarios a lot. First one you mentioned is size. Seems in my experience, when things start going south, I go to really small stuff. I go to that really small swim bait. I go to an inline spinner, believe it or not. I'm not kidding you. Uh, really small stuff on light line seems to be a cure the other thing the other two things i want to mention is the the uh, hydrowave that the the sound unit the mm-hmm. the old biosonics um i will actually use that um i usually when i start on schooling fish i don't have it on and i try to catch them without that unit on when they compress and they stop biting i fire up that sound and a lot of times the sound will make that school refire one last thing and you're going to think i'm nuts but I want to tell you that I've had schooling fish. Uh, Lake Murray would be an example. Uh, a couple other lakes down there on those herring lakes, where when they're schooling, and it seems like it, they stop or they're still coming up a little bit, and nothing's working. You've went through colors, sizes, sound. I'll actually run the boat through the school, mm. and and, and the, hear me out on this one. I know you know saltwater guys are saying yeah yeah I do that, but for freshwater guys they think it's ridiculous. But as a last resort on a place where they're schooling, I'll actually run donuts around the spot. I'll get the, I'll get in there with the outboard where they're schooling and I'll 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 you know hit it and I'll just kind of try to make a lot of waves and noises and then I immediately get off pad and I got my bait ready and I just wait. And a lot of times that'll make them come back up in school. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Great question. Uh, Brian, I noticed something over there. What what do you what do you got cooking? You got something cooking for us? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm setting up a X mark spot when you're, whenever you're ready. Oh, okay, gotcha. We have to see this one. Can we please do this one? Okay. Yeah, just let me uh, let me get let me get the uh, picture cropped in. Okay. All right. We're... I, get, I got an interesting thing going on tomorrow. What do you got? Ish Monroe. Ishama. Friend, yes. Friend of the show. Uh, Bass University instructor. Yes. Has, is now the world record holder. What? For the Bass University. Wow, what do you mean by that? His 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 uh, fee for on-water training is the highest in our entire program. Wow! And he has his first booking tomorrow. Wow! Under under that cool. that awesome rate. Good job! Congratulations! Wow. But no, he's he's going to be out on the Upper Chesapeake um, with with a customer tomorrow, going over uh, various Ish Monroe. Uh, techniques, frogging, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. high on the list. That's a good place to do it too. Yeah, it's a it's a perfect place. Wow. To do it, so. Well, good job, Ish, and 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 uh, I hope the student he fishes with learns a lot. He will for sure. He's going to have a good time. It'll be amazing. It'll yeah. be amazing. Uh, All right. I need I need you to clarify something from um, your the the last explanation from the question. You kept using the word compress. Compress. Can yeah. you elaborate on that term or, or exactly what you're yeah. trying to say to do? Yeah. So just well, clarify. Absolutely. Uh, when when I when I say the bite compresses, I mean it get it gets crappy. They, they stop biting. You know, and you you can almost feel it. Like I I've been out there so many times where you're catching them and you know it's it's one after another or you know every five casts you're getting a bite and you just feel like they're biting, but then all of a sudden you know things quiet down. You're not getting the bites. You're not seeing the bait on the graph. You're not seeing the the fish jump, and you feel it compress. 
It's it's once you start saying it, you'll know what it is. But basically, the fishing gets crappy. What is what I mean by when I say it compresses? Yeah. Excellent. Brian, are we ready for video or more oh, questions? Oh, man, we're ready. Okay. Uh, we're going to show... Brian DeCarpenter has uh, lined up for us here. This is an example of one of the videos submitted to the X mark. Take back your weekend sweepstakes. Um, and, and this is the kind of video, it's an example of what you can send in. Keep in mind, you've got today and you've got tomorrow, t- tomorrow midnight, to submit it. So uh, we're going to take a little break. Check this out. This is an X mark submission. Let it roll, Brian. Yeah. Honey, can you cut the grass? Oh! <laughs> I don't cut the yard. The yard cuts me. Check this out. My yard's so tough, it even broke my lawnmower. Look at this piece of crap. <laughs> X-Mark, there's so many more things I could be doing to take back my weekend. Here's just a few. Playing video games. Practicing martial arts. Shooting at the ramp. And practicing busting the move. Whoa, Michael Jackson. Oh, man. It takes me forever. He's got some moves. Look like this. Exmort, help me take back my weekend. Wow. Wow. Man, I I gotta tell you, we we don't we're not the judges of this contest whatsoever. We don't have any poll or any say into who wins this contest. But I got I gotta say that's pretty darn good. He'd he'd be on my top one or two. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Wow. Dave, did you I know uh, by the way, let me uh, remind everybody joining us. Just walked in. Is what is that noise? Is that you? My Pandora's on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Who is that? Awesome. Lamb of God. Lamb of God? Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I just let it play. Wow. Uh, joined us with Lamb of God and his uh, automatic Pandora playing. Just walked in. Uh, better late than never. Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fatty, a.k.a. Wharf. Dave, how you doing tonight? How's it going? Good. Good to see you. I got my disguise on, too. Mike can't be the only one who's not being recognized now. I see that. Hey, yeah, man. I like I'm it. I'm sick of being recognized. I'm in disguise with you tonight, Mike. you got to be in disguise. All right. <laughs> it's important. It's important. Yeah. The, yeah. The, nah. eyes are, the eyes are the key to the soul. It's good so look. You can't see the eyes. Yeah. You can't see the soul. So you have no soul. Nah, I, I, I can't wear sunglasses indoors, dude. Makes me feel like a Puerto Rican. Not like the song. <laughs> Not like the song. I wear my son. I mean, nothing like that. Okay. Nope. All right. So let's catch up with you real quick. How are you doing? How's your summer going? How's things with you? Everything's good, man. Everything's going well. Okay. Fishing. Good. You know, just gardening. Nothing much. Yeah. Anything good on the fishing front? Anything exciting? Yeah. Okay. Just fishing out of McGraw's canoe, which is now mine. Oh, is it? <laughs> is it yeah, is at your house? Did yeah. he leave it for you? Okay. Yeah. I don't think he has. I think he's still living with, with his uh, mother-in-law. They actually just moved her into an apartment, like within the week. Ah, yeah. hostile takeover. Hostile takeover. <laughs> yeah. How about so he's, that, man? They're solo again. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah it's, well, it's good to have you in here. Yeah. It's good to have you in here. We've had an interesting show so far. No, it's, it's been, a good show. It's been really good. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's been good. Uh, and you came in just in time for uh, we're gonna have Brian Beckel on the phone here in a couple minutes. Cool. Very exciting. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna harass him about all kinds of stuff. So, Mike, to catch you up on the phone. Yes. Uh, it seems to be fine on the broadcast. Nobody else can tell that there's an issue but us. Uh, okay, so those, it's a super low. We will be real quiet and we'll just do our best to hear. Yeah, we're struggling to hear them in our headsets. Brian, the first time Avina was on, it was bad. The second time you got him, it was good. Okay, and um, I had Jeffries on the line. He says it might have been. It's, he thinks it's storm related. So. Power surge related. Everything's storm related, Pete. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> if something's broke, you blame it on the storm. If you're the engineer. If you're the engineer. Pete, you look great, dude. Thank you, man. All right. 222. It, it, it's obvious. Like, it, I mean, it, it, looking at you, actually, when I was coming driving down here watching the show, it's obvious. Thank you, man. Thank you. Know? Yeah, we got almost 30, 30 pounds off. Yeah. <laughs> How, how, how are you getting better looking with age? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Wait, how, not, how's that happening? You're dude? not taking that HGH stuff that Byron was taking, he are you? Is, you know, I, I, it's going to come out in my book. I think he's wiping, rubbing stem cell cream on his face or something. <laughs> oh, isn't that illegal? Where'd you get that? Was it black market shit? <laughs> Deep web, man. You well, can get anything. Whatever, whatever wow, it takes, yeah. man. Except for the gray hair, man. I'm, you know. Well, you lose weight. You lose weight. You look younger, man. That's the way. It, yeah, that's but wait a minute. Some, some. People will actually gray their hair and beard in certain areas. Like you've got, it's you know kind of. I mean, they'll do that on purpose to look more distinguished. It's getting it's getting popular. Girls, young girls are going gray. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah, the gray gray, the hell gray are you is watching? in. Yeah, Kylie Jenner, right. didn't she do gray at one point? Yeah. Now she has all the color extensions. Oh, no. We are everybody's, so digressing. Everybody's but going gray. Oh, it, no. it was piercings for a while, like piercings all over, yeah. tattoos, yeah. and now it's girls with gray hair. Hey, listen, there is there is a, a viewer who is losing weight with Pete, and he's basically neck and neck with you. Very proud of you. Oh, wow. Neck and uh, neck. Well not done. that we want to make this a diet show, but Pete, we do have people curious what you're doing. So if you could give a brief rundown. And of... don't give too much away because we want to sell this damn video <laughs> in a couple months. So leave don't give the, too much away. Leave out the crack smoking. <laughs> yeah, don't leave that out. <laughs> well, I, well, just I'll give you the simple rundown on it is uh, I, I, I have been doing the P90X workouts. Uh, that's, that's what I do in the AM. I, I when now that I'm fishing I can't do it every day so I'm down to about two to four days a week and I do that I'm I'm doing low carbs I knocked out the sugar uh, and one tough one for me to knock out was donuts. I like I like to have a glass of wine with dinner or Captain Morgan's and donuts uh, when I get home from from fishing or whatnot and uh and i've knocked that out on a daily basis you know wow uh that's that's been a real big thing that i tell you what alcohol is bad you can be really strong with your diet application your exercise but just just having a little alcohol the body uses that as fuel first and it just prevents any weight loss so it was really i was hitting a wall i just so i just knocked it out and uh and it just ripped off like 15 pounds right after i did that and um, and I'm doing that in and all what I also do really cool thing and I and I learned this from t- the Today Show is 10,000 steps a day mm. is what you should try to accomplish if you're trying to lose some weight. I talk on the phone for work nonstop. I have to do you know sales, Bass University TV, whatever it is. I just get my headset on 
and I start walking. I walk the, the I walk my block around my neighborhood. I walk on the park across the street. I get all my work done right on my iPhone. And um, man, that that's been a that's been a tremendous thing because it takes 45 minutes, an hour to get through a lot of these yeah. calls, yeah. and you're walking the whole time. You don't even really know you're doing it. Yeah. And next thing you know, you burned a pile of calories. Do you, uh, do you monitor anything? Do you, do you, have, you know the Fitbit or the, the yeah. iWatch, anything like that? Do you no, monitor? I, you know, it's a good question, and I want that. I want yeah. that. I, I haven't not monitored, uh, but I but I want I want to start keeping a closer uh, attention That's on it. Start yeah. manipulating what I'm doing a little bit sure. stronger because uh, here I am down after losing 30 pounds. I'm hitting the plateau again, so I gotta I gotta well, shock my body and, somehow. And I, yeah, it's, yeah. I knew that walking thing was working for you because like it was like a month ago or so. We you were on the phone with me when you were walking, and he got so busy. Like he said, you kind of forget what you're doing. Um, and I'm on the phone with him, and he realized he was on Martin Luther King Boulevard in Camden, and John Holland approached him. So, you know, I mean, I know he gets into what he's doing. Pete, are you worried about, like, a silver alert if you walk too far and get lost? Oh, man. Oh, man. Silver alert. Uh, We're going to have you on 295. Uh, No, no, we did get a question, though. Are we going to get Pete a new chair? We are going to get Pete a chair. Pete, if you, you're going to reach your goal, you're going to do the Ike Foundation donation, we will get you a new chair. Wow. Maybe Definitely. we'll get Pete a new chair with a Fitbit. Oh, with a Fitbit built into it. Yeah. Integrated. Uh, they, they, they make stuff like that. You know, you can get the shirts that, that, that monitor your muscle contractions. And, yeah. and My company actually makes a watch called Starwatch. It monitors your circadian rhythms, tells you when you should sleep, uh, you know, all, all kinds of different stuff. We make it for astronauts, but I could... You know, I, I, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want I, something that measures my circadian rhythm. I know. Rhythms. I just want you to say that. I know, right? That does sound cool. I suspect I burn more calories when Brian and Dave are busting my chops. Probably. I, mean, I, I think I lose a little more. <laughs> I think you do. You make me feel bad. I mean, I want to lose weight now. You look nice. My room looks fit, nice, and I, maybe I, maybe I ought to pick, get my shit we're, together. We're going to we're gonna get you. I promise you, we'll get you a fancy chair. It might have some of these items, and it might have the deal where you can just crap right in the chair. You don't even have to go to the bathroom. What is that? You've got the toilet right in the bottom. You just crap right there where you're sitting. You never even have to get up. Hey, Becca, I like the um, I like the retro 60s outfit tonight. It looks pretty good. Thank you. I'm going with the gypsy look. Yeah, gypsy look. No designer tonight, Dave. No, I don't know about gypsy. It's more like, like Hare like Krishna. Like, yeah, like, like, like the only hot... Krishna. <laughs> like the only hot chick at a fish concert. <laughs> <laughs> you're just missing a pair of chipmunks to put under your arms, dude. <laughs> you know, Dave's compliments are always slightly backhanded, but I'll take them. <laughs> no, dude, you hear me, Becca? I said all you're missing are, are, are a tandem set of uh, chipmunks to put under your arms. I know. <laughs> Fit in with the fish chicks. Hey, we, we saw, saw them at the, at the tall ships. We saw those. Yeah, we went to the uh, the Camden waterfront, uh, had the tall ships, yeah. came into port uh, this weekend, and they had a, it was really cool. Did you end up making it there, Peter? I did. No? I went and checked out yeah. the tall ships on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday really, really cool. Concert? We didn't go to the fish concert. Oh. No, but the, the tall ships uh, was cool. But we went on one of the tall ships, and it was a working tall ship. You know, pirate-looking ship, and the crew were all hippies. All yeah. the chick, hairy armpits, Ooh. unshaven legs. Old I mean, tipped. yeah, they're disgusting. Yeah, gray it's hair, unbelievable. Gray hair. I, a little bit of gray, gray absolutely. Yeah. A little bit of gray. Every one of them yeah. smell like they just like shoplifted like a uh, like a six-inch Italian hoagie. Yeah. <laughs> like well, well, the interesting thing is, three or four of them were from like they had Australian or something accent, Ooh, right? I like that. They had some kind of accent, and then the one chick that was at the thing before we left. I like took a double take and looked at her. It was Carla Cole. Oh, who's that? Yeah, she's she's on, she was just on Facebook. As there well. you have it. Yeah. Uh. 
You guys yeah, with she, the inside, she, with sorry. the inside. Apparently, what, what did I tell you about? probably yeah. went to high school oh, yeah. with them. Everyone make the assumption someone yeah. went to high school with them. It was a joke. It was that's, a very that, that's, that's a very yeah. good assumption to make every time. Pete and I are lost. Pete and I are always in the dark. She never wore shoes. Yeah, we used to call her dirty feet because she never wore shoes. She's doing well, man. Does she? Great. Yeah, she joined the army. Great. I hope she's not watching the show. I could have swore she was. You're thinking Nicole Jeffers. Oh, Nicole Jeffers. Yeah. I thought I thought Carla Cole did, too. Uh, I don't think so. She didn't join the yeah, service. Yeah, Nicole okay. Jeffers did. We hung out oh, one night. Yeah, she's doing great, too. Okay. Oh, they're all doing great. Okay. Shout out to uh, Belmar Girls. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> hey, hey I, you know, I do have an issue with the tall ships, though. You do? i got to be honest. Okay. The I lines. mean, come on. The lines. Well, well, the lines were ridiculous for yes. people to want to get on. It was a big line. Ship. It was a big and line. And my, my parents were fascinated with wanting to go. But I'm there out on the river today. Yeah. With with Todd from the Mid Atlantic Atlantic Youth Anglers. We're out fishing today. And we're fishing on the main river on the Delaware River. And here come the tall ships down the river. And I am psyched. I am ready to record. This is gonna be great, man. They're sailing down the river. Yeah. Not one sail was up on those sailboats. Wow, every single, they were cheating. Every single one of those has an engine with a prop on it. They have IOs on And they there. were driving those big ships down the 600 river. Six hundred horse. I don't know. I hiding fe- underneath the pirate I, ship. I felt a little misled. Boo. <laughs> bogus tall ships. Boo. They should have been Boo. sailing those those ships. Wow. They weren't sailing. Wow. Well that's disappointing. But they were pretty awesome. They were awesome. They were awesome. It's neat to see those out there. Uh Brian Carpenter, uh, uh, A.K.A. Ding Dong, uh, A.K.A. Spock, A.K.A. Breast One Spock. Do we have um, Mr. Bickle ready, or he's? All right, let's let's call let's call let's call Brian Bickles up. Let's call Bix up and see how he's doing. Let's get an update with him. I mean, what would you do if you had if you had the, the the Stanley Cup for a day? What would you do with it, Dave? You had it. They came over to your house, said, "Here, you take this thing." Do whatever you want with it for a day. Dave would what plant are you going to do? You going to plant mums in it? No, I would just tell him, don't put it in front of my TV. I'm playing Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> hockey never mattered to me. I only yeah, played hockey a, that, that because trophy. you guys made me. You put I know, me in but... Shitty substandard goalie equipment in February <laughs> and just fired shots at me. And, you know, shot, and, shot, <laughs> shot. Yeah, but that is the pinnacle uh, cup trophy yeah, of the sport. I mean, what... I, what what would you? Do? I would show it off like crazy. I, I don't know. I mean, probably like I just don't get hockey, so I don't know. I really can't buy into why what I would do with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? What would you do with the cup? Oh, dude, I would. I, I'd actually. I would put it in the back. I would first of all, I would take the cap off the Toyota, and I'd put it in the back of the in the back of the Toyota in the bed of the truck, and I would harness it in such a way that everybody could see it, and I would just drive around with it. Um, I'd wanna I wanna take a bath in it. Nice. I'd wanna drink beer out of it. <laughs> I'd wanna rub up against it. That's nice. In in yeah. you know in in certain ways. <laughs> I'd probably take it to Downing, and get out my old street hockey stuff and fire a couple shots at it nice. with a Mylac ball. Uh, I don't know. I I think it would be amazing to I have it. The uh, Scotty B. You Scotty know, B's a huge hockey fan. Scotty B's a huge Scotty, hockey fan. Scotty, by the way, I'm still sorry about the note on your truck all these years <laughs> later. He told he told me a story. I think it was Pittsburgh. I, I can't remember, but he told they were celebrating with the cup and and uh, they they were partying heavy at, at one of the guys' houses and it got to be uh, four o'clock in the morning and uh, they can't find the cup and they're wow they're, they're all panicking. It was lost. The cup is lost. Oh my God! They 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 started having a total panic attack. Well. 
in, in, in with all the drinking and the partying and the celebrating that was going on, the cup wound up. It was at the bottom of the pool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It, it was not stolen, uh, but that. I thought the cup comes with a handler. Because of that event, it now has a full-time handler. See that? Ah. That, that was the with defining the of a moment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. That wow. that caused the handler. Exactly. So That's, now interesting. It does. That's interesting. That's hey, interesting. Yes, Dave. Have you reminded the fans to call in with their near-death stories? I we haven't yet. We well, haven't gotten yet. there, Dave. Welcome we to the show, Dave. The fans are the fans are pro- protesting. Stop telling us what to call in about. I know, I know. No, we <laughs> will. Let, let's get let's get through Brian, and then we'll we'll switch to that, and we're going to make that a big topic of the show. Uh, Brian, we, we got uh, joining us live on his phone. I don't know where he's at. He's driving somewhere. We're going to find out. Joining us live is. The one and only Stanley Cup champion, friend of the show, Chicago Blackhawks, Brian Bickle. Brian Bickle, everybody! Brian. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. How you Thanks doing? Introduction. It's going good. I'm just uh, recovering and settling back in uh, Canada after the, you know, the week of partying. Like you said, to what happens after you win. Man, man, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. You guys are. Creating a dynasty over there—it's—it's it, it's incredible. What, what does it feel like? What does it feel like? I mean, I—I I know I, I've won a classic, I've won some big events. You—you you know, you're pumped up anytime you win something like that. But this is this is the third time. What does it feel like for you? What does it feel like for you guys, the team, to know you're creating something magical here? Um, you know, it's special. It's a special time to be a. Uh... You know, Blackhawk player in a, in a great city where, you know, 10 years ago, um, it wasn't on, it wasn't televised from, you know, the 360 that it's of, uh, has happened and from where it's been to where it's now, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. And, um, you know, you know, going into series and games, um, you know, our, our team has confidence. And I think, you know, that goes a long way in any sport to, to win. And, you know, we've been through those situations and, and game sevens and, and series being down three one, down three nothing to, to find ways to win. Um, you know, it's the character too. So experience and character, you know, it does go a long way. That, that's awesome, and it, and it was exciting. I think that's uh, you, you know, I, I relate it to like um, a, a bass tournament, you know, where the weights are close going into the last day. You know what I mean? You've got four or five or six guys within a pound of winning. That's the kind of that's the kind of tournament you want to watch, and the same thing with the playoffs. It was exciting, uh, very exciting throughout. Brian, talk talk a little bit about you know we we know we we've read we've all heard that you had a little bout of vertigo during the playoffs. Talk a little bit about that. What 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 caused that? How how did that come on for you? Yeah, I don't know what happened. To tell you the truth, there's I never had before. Um, you know, I was coming into the the game seven against Anaheim and that. Um, they say maybe flying could have caused it, um, something to do with your ear and the way the moon shifted or something that night. I don't know what happened, and I, I wish I could pinpoint it. But, um, you know, it was, it was brutal. I didn't want to put the team in, in any, um, you know, situation where I wasn't going to help them, so I had to, had to not play. It was, a, you're dizzy and, you know, your eyes are all weird, and it just, it wasn't a, a great spot to be, and I didn't want to hurt the team, so, um, you know, to see what they did in the in the finals to, to pull it off, it was definitely special. Yeah, that's, that that's interesting. I I know I've, yeah. I'm friends with other people that had those issues uh, at work. 
uh, on the water. I actually went ice fishing last year with uh, Dan from Rapala, and he got it like right there as we were ice fishing. And it's 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 disabling. I mean, it's it it totally throws you off. And you know, I mean, he was Dan was like nauseous to the point where he couldn't even function. You know, so it's it's a major deal. What uh, how's how's it been? So I I know I, I can imagine. It's been pretty much nonstop for you guys, uh, celebrating, partying, you know, doing the things you have to do with the cup. Have Have you had your day with the cup yet, Brian? What What have What have you done? I haven't had my day yet. It's, my day is actually coming in in uh, like three days. So that's we've been doing preparation and um, planning parties around. You know, we're going to do in Toronto, which is like you know, 45 minutes where I grew up. Um, and have a day with it there, bringing the CN Tower, bringing it on a boat. It's a, uh, it's going to be on Canada Day, July 1st. So it's like our, you know, our July 4th for what you guys do. And, right. Um, you know, it should be a special day. It's, uh, we've been doing a lot of planning and a lot of, you know, pulling hairs to get uh, this all done. But, um, you know, looking forward to it. I kind of wanted, you know, to, uh, in the earlier summer so I don't have to, you know, get totally blacked out, wasted when I'm, you know, right couple of weeks before uh, the season <laughs> started so um it's funny to get it out of the way now that, that's awesome now has mercer has mercer called you yet i'm sure he wants uh he wants to get back and look at that cup again yeah he uh I it was funny from the first time I, we won in 2010 and then he's like next time you win i'm gonna bring on the show so uh, we won in 2013 and now you know we won it again in 2015 if we didn't bring it on the show i think he's just gonna you know, take in the, the festivities and, and drinking and, and partying and seeing what the, you know, the cup's all really about. It's, uh, it brings in people from, you know, everywhere. Everyone sees it, especially being in Canada. It's uh, everyone's dream, you know, growing up. Yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, we were, uh, Pete was just talking about before he came on, Pete's got a good friend and client that is a huge hockey fan, and he told you a story of the cup being lost in a pool at one time. Where was that at, Pete? Where, where was that serving? I think it was Pittsburgh when they won one year. They lost the cup. It ended, up, the pool. it ended up in the bottom of a swimming pool. I don't yeah, think that could happen I, now. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't heard any stories like that, but um, you know, we do have a handler, like you guys are saying, um, that very washes a close eye from things you do. Uh, I remember we brought on the Dave show where we had a, had a life jacket on because that thing doesn't flow very well when it gets full of water. It's really heavy. <laughs> some some guys throw in the bottom of the pools, and and the handler says, "Don't do it, don't do it." And then they do it, and then there it goes. They they take it away for you know the rest of the day. You never see it again. So um, you know you don't want to do anything like that again. No, no, no. I I gotta ask. You, I gotta know. So you you've been around the cup enough now that you've got to have some really good stories. So. I'll just go ahead and say it. What's the absolute weirdest thing that you've ever seen with the cup? Now, that could be, you know, the cup going someplace weird. It could be somebody doing something weird to the cup. It could involve nudity. I mean, it could be anything. I, I need to know the weirdest thing you've seen with the cup. Um, that I've seen? <laughs> I don't know. There's probably... I haven't seen, I've heard, you know, guys have, uh, you know, made love in the cup. <laughs> things like that. And, you know, eat, eat cereal and, like, things, which is kind of weird. Like, I flipped a bass in the cup. I think that was uh, you know, pretty cool. 
um, but for seeing, um, you know, just everyone's faces when, you know, you pull it in into a restaurant and, uh, you know, everyone's having their own own dinner and it's just a normal, whatever, a Thursday night. And then, you know, that cup shows in the restaurant and just seeing those people's faces where they're eating dinner at like a four, five-star restaurant and then the cup comes in and people are, you know, basically standing on the tables on their food to, to see it and, um, you know, experiencing that, it's... Uh, you know, truly, uh, that's what uh, you know gets me. That's that's awesome. Yeah, we we were talking about. It. I you know, it, man, I I wouldn't even. I would just parade it all around. But you know what I would do? I wouldn't even take it. I'd take it to like the most common. I would take it to like ground round. I'd take it to like ground round or like outback. What are you gonna get a time machine? Uh, ground round has been open for. No, there's a ground round. <laughs> Yeah, there's a ground round in, the, in, the, in uh, Lake Champlain. There's a ground round up there still. What is ground round? I haven't heard ground of ground round. Yeah, pay what it weigh. I think I remember. That. Yeah, I, but that's who I would. I would take it like Red Lobster, crack lobster <laughs> in the top. And they go to Ponderosa. And they go to then I go to Ponderosa. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm just saying, I'd want to take it to a reg, I'd take it to the most run-of-the-mill restaurants. But it's amazing. I'd love to have that thing for a day. It'd be incredible. It'd be incredible. I don't know about the making love to it. I don't know where, where I'd, I'd have to get on the smooth spot. It's actually just no, you make love on it, not to it. <laughs> People that's, have that's you know, furniture and stuff. They do. It's a little weird, yeah. They do. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's furries. It's furry. Yeah, now, furries, Brian, yeah. I I want to let's switch let's switch gears a little bit. And I know we've we've texted a little, so I won't give it away. But tell us a little bit about how how your fishing's been recently. I know, gosh, with the with the with the Stanley Cup playoffs and all the work you guys do. Tell us how it's been. Have you got to experience any fishing here recently? I have barely any at all. It's funny where, um, you know, during the season and, um, you know, during the playoffs, uh, I do have a local club where <laughs> they let me come in during the season and playoffs up in Chicago. But um, other than that, like, that's about it, what I've been doing all season. I got back home, you know, maybe like a couple, three or four days ago, um, just settling in and, um you know, I might go tomorrow, so um, I'm looking forward if the weather holds up and, uh, you know, get a couple more days. It's a little different, uh, you know, having a newborn and, uh, you know, more responsibilities that way, but, um, you know, soon to be getting on the water. I'm looking forward to it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, I- I'm excited. I'll tell you, um, you've got, uh, and-, and I didn't even get to tell you this now, I will tell you on air. Uh, I'm going to be making it up to your charity event in the fall and, uh, can't can't wait to get up there and see and and participate in that event. Do you want to talk a little bit about that that event and tell everybody when it is and 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 what the uh, proceeds are going to? Yeah, it's uh, you know my me and my wife uh, opened up a found our foundation about uh, say two or three years ago, the Brian and Amanda Bickle Foundation. Um, it's uh, for abused dogs, um, pit bull breeds, and abused kids that we've um, been working with, and we also partnered up with. Um, Britain, Brittany Payton, which is uh, Walter Payton's daughter, to help out her her charity, and um, it's on September 11th on Bangs Lake, just about an hour, you know, north of um, Illinois. I was actually before I left, I had a, a good opportunity to go fishing. There's a lot of big fish. There's a lot of fish. So, um, you know, expect you know yourself. I really appreciate you. You know, committing yourself on live uh, air like that, and um, you know, Mercer said he was going to come up and Zona, and hopefully we we'll get some more elite guys to come up to just to have a good day. It, it, it'll be awesome. I can't wait. That's uh, it'll be nice for me because that's the end of the season. 
the pressure will be off for me, and that'll be a that'll be a nice event. Uh, Rebecca, Miss Rebecca, do we have any IM questions uh, coming through for for Brian? No, we just have lots of excited people. Um, apparently, that was Mario Lemieux's pool in Pittsburgh. No. Oh, wow. we do have one question now. We've got a, what club did Bickle fish for? Oh. Fish or what club? You mentioned you get to go fish in a club. They want to know your fishing club so they, they can join. They all want to join. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a Mardi Gras, actually. It's, uh, it's about uh, 20 minutes from, um, uh, where's the airport? Uh, O'Hara Airport up in the west of the city. Gotcha. McGraw, McGraw, I think it is called McGraw. Yeah, McGraw. There you have it. So you're going the the uh, club <laughs> the club number is going to increase by a hundred by uh, 11 p.m. tonight. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Steve Donis wants to know what reels you use, Bickle. Ooh. I have I have a very nice um, local um, deal with um, because I live in Peterborough in the summertime. And then Shimano is uh, one of their headquarters is right uh, uh, a cast away from my door. So I've met uh, a lot of good people in Shimano to to help me out with my uh, fishing habits and, uh, you know, get me on the water. There you have it. I tell you, Scotty Shimano. B's got a couple questions. Scotty B's got questions Brian. coming through text. Well, one, one of which we had a former flyer, uh, Kimo Timonen. Timonen. Yeah, he he, uh, he went over to the Blackhawks, and uh, he finally got a chance at, at his cup after going through a lot of trials and tribulations, uh, and and fi- and got his name on the cup. Uh, did, did you did you get a chance? Have you have you got to know him a little bit out there? I'm sure you have. Yeah, it was um, you know special to meet a you know a guy like that because he's you know a legend in in Finland and legend in this league where he's been playing for you know 15 plus years and. You know, him losing to us in, in 2010 was his, you know, closest chance yeah, of winning. And then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, you know, coming here and having an opportunity. And, you know, uh, when Taze got that cup the first time, he, he gave it to him right away. And, you know, almost brought a tear to my eye because it's so special and how good a guy and how long it truly takes to, you know, for a guy that long to, you know, get an opportunity to live, a, you know, childhood dream. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a truly, truly awesome accomplishment. We get a little piece of it being Flyers fans from around here. So. That's right. <laughs> We're appreciative of it. Very, the, very small piece. Yeah, the small, other, <laughs> super small. The other, the other sliver. The other, <laughs> sliver. the other question is about Johnny Hockey uh, from Jersey. He's supposedly a big bass fishing guy. Have you, have you got Goudreau? a chance to fish with him? Johnny Hockey? Johnny Goudreau. No, I haven't. No, he's a new boy. He's a new guy that came out of... Uh, I think uh, college is. His yeah, first he's series. he's brand new. He's he was in contention for rookie of the year this year. Didn't didn't quite get it, but uh, but yes, yeah, so he's from Jersey and uh, he's he's a, he's a bass fishing kid. Wow, I didn't know that. Well, that's a Jersey boy. That's like all, all the way right there, man. But uh, yeah, he's a new guy that's got a lot of skill in this league, and um, you know the way he shoots the puck, I'm sure he can set a hook pretty good. So um, you know, maybe we'll cross paths one of these times and. You know, he's a better fisherman. I'm sure he's got better hands than I do, but um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. So, we, you know, we've got this new thing, uh, Brian, that we're doing, and uh, I'd, I'd like to offer this to you. Uh, moving forward with the show, 
we're really going to kind of do this role reversal thing with a lot of our guests, and I and, and I want to offer this opportunity to you. So the oh opportunity boy. is that at some point in the next year or two, um, we'd like to get together with you, and we're going to have two competitions. And the first one, of course, is going to be a fishing competition. So we will we'll compete against each other uh, in a couple hours yeah, yeah. of fishing. And you already beat me, so you shouldn't worry there. But the second one, and this is the one where you should worry, is we're going to com- yeah we're going to compete against each other in hockey. But but wait a minute, not ice hockey, just street hockey, just the okay. regular mylac stick, a ball. Would you be up for that challenge, Brian? Yeah, I, am, I will accept your challenge. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Hopefully, hopefully next time when when I'm down in Philly, um, next game if it's uh, in the start of the uh, you know season where it's nice and, and we can do it in the winter time too. I'm sure uh, we get the snow banks and we get some boards and like we used to do back in the day. I like it. I like it. so if I show up to the charity event with a street hockey stick sticking out of my backpack, don't get excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fun. We have we might have some more other guys jump in to maybe a couple of my teammates to help me out. But um, I've seen your skills. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it'll be fun. I can't wait. Uh, Brian, thank you for, again for joining us, man. We are we're so excited for you. We're so proud of you for for doing that again, winning the cup. Uh, have fun with it on your day. Uh, tell tell the wife we said hello, and uh, and I'll talk to you. And if I don't see you before the fall. I will for sure see you at that event, and uh, and thank you for joining us again on, on Ike Live. Let everyone know where they can get information about your event, yes. Brian, because people are asking. Yeah, it's on uh, our foundation, uh, Brian and Amanda Bickle Foundation. Um, on the internet, really, you can just you know Google my name; it will pop up uh, that uh, I have a foundation. Um, that's about it, really. That's uh, my source. Sounds good. All right. Thank Is you, Brian. <laughs> Congratulations, Brian. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Good to hear from you guys again. The dynasty. Man, the dynasty. They're creating a dynasty. Three out of six. That's Three amazing. out of the last six. That's amazing. Brian, you're a hockey guy, and you were very quiet back there. I'm producing. <laughs> <laughs> you're producing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like a couple like, years ago, if we had a hockey guy, any like, you know, he would have been drooling all over the place I and know. like dry humping. It's a church <laughs> mouse back there. He's got a lot to do back there. I know he does. It's very I'm bringing up the images and and, uh, <laughs> and pictures. But and, I, uh, I didn't even hear any panning or anything. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I like that. Late as usual. (laughs) Thanks again, Michael. That's right. I was actually trying to, uh, real quick, I was trying to brainstorm the rapid fire questions, and I could only come up with two. And the first one was slap shot, wrist shot, or skip cast. Thought that was kind of, kind of bad. And the second one was when practicing, shooter tutor, or sexual tutor. <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad up. you skipped that. I'm glad I didn't ask them. Matter of fact, I wish you just never even said that. I, wish I, said. I don't know. That's the only thing that came to my mind. They're terrible. Oh, you guys are supposed to be doing this. I'm not any good at that. Yeah, well, next time. Was, next time. Uh, man, that was exciting. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, anytime we get, I love when we get athletes 
from other realms in on the show. Athletes. Man, that, athletes. Athletes. Yeah. Athletics from, Ath- from, athletes from other parts of the world. That's amazing. You know, it's funny. The, the one thing I pulled from both of those guys, we had Adrian on <coughs> and Bickle. The, the both of them, the the key to their wins is their you could com- you could, couldn't hardly hear what they were saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Other than that thing in common, they both really had com- <laughs> they both had talked about confidence. Yeah. Confidence. Confidence yeah. in their game. Bickle say once their team starts rolling, they get the confidence and yeah. and they just feel like they're going to win every time. I think they that's do. very true. I think yeah. that's true in anything in life, that's but especially yeah. athletics. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I'm confident uh, Brian the Carpenter, a.k.a. Ding Dong, a.k.a. He's Spock, a.k.a. Press One Spock, what? is going to bring us to a small break here in a little bit. What, what kind of small break? Uh, would very you like? confident. <clears throat> I, I'm feeling like, let's see, I'm feeling like we're about, um, I don't know, we're about an hour and a half into the show. I feel, oh, okay. I feel a little break coming on. Dave, what do you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. definitely. We got to get, so to start off the next part of the show, we have to get someone on air. Yeah, and I'll I've give got you the that. background of it when we come back. And uh, okay, pretty special guest. Really, pretty funny guy. Oh, I don't know anything about it. You'll find out. Oh okay. yeah, well let's let's roll into our uh, story time. Story time. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, you say. It. All right. So uh, I've got a uh, a video I can play, or or another one of these Xmark commercials. Okay. Yes. W- what would you like? Ah, whatever you want to give. Okay. Uh, Brian's going to give you something special here. Listen to me. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Ike Live. Stay tuned. Hang with us for a couple minutes. We're going to take a short break. We're going to refill our beers. And when we come back, it's story time. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Ike Live. Yeah, if I had a Xmark um, mower, man, I mean, I, you know, I'm a full-time dad, husband, um, you know. Full-time job. Uh, musician. I do side work. You know, web design stuff. I gotta mow my yard, which is like an acre, and then my mom's yard, which is an acre and a quarter, and then my dad's yard, which is almost two acres. Actually, yeah. It takes it takes two days to do. I mean, yeah, I could do them all in one day, but it would take me all day. I mean, all day, and it's usually a weekend, because I don't have enough time during the week to do it. Oh, man, if I had one of those mowers, dude, I could zip right through it, no problem. I mean, you know, because I like doing stuff with my family on the weekends, whether it's hiking, going to the lake, um, we go on vacation, you know, we like to vacate. I would definitely take back my weekend with one of those mowers and I would take it back like a boss. We do a lot of stuff, we're, we're pretty active, we like to go. You know, my kids are in dance, basketball, cheerleading, just whatever, you name it, they're in it. I mean, I have to cram everything in like in one day just about, you know, especially when it's time to mow, because, you know, I gotta take care of everybody else's yards, including myself. So. This way. 
I was fishing last Friday on a lake in Mississippi in the humid summer heat. On a boat with my best friend Cletus who was sleeping in the back seat. Well, the bites were slow and we were running low on chips and Gatorade. It'd been a long, hard day. I felt a tug on the line and I didn't pay attention. I was spinning way too fast. I was staring at a ten-pound shiny bass When I tried to pull the fish inside I pulled a muscle in my upper thigh I was so scared I threw my rod up in the air Cletus takes the reel Take it from my hand Cause I can't do disturbing video uh, uh folks at home folks at home thanks for hanging on uh, especially during that strange weird video that brian found on the web somewhere <laughs> uh no idea what that was uh i, I just want to get caught up real quick and uh l- let's talk real quick pete just let everybody know we fished together last week for a couple days that was really that was a that was a cool experience yeah that, that was crazy man we did it last year and and i i don't get to fish with you near enough you know uh we talk a lot, and um, you know we never seem to get to fish together. We're usually in tournaments together, yeah. you know, in our own boats. But uh, what a neat experience! Uh, had had a blast, and uh, you're crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't rip yeah. a hole in the bottom of the boat this uh, time. You tried. I tried. Yeah. I tried. Mike, this is great for those of you that that uh, have a seventy thousand dollar bass boat <laughs> that you've paid your hard earned dollars for. I want to tell you. Mike's definitive way to find a piece of habitat out anywhere, uh-huh. anywhere in the world. Find it with right? the motor. Just to crash yeah. into it. <laughs> the crash into it with his boat, with his motor, whatever it takes. It's not really hey. there unless you hit it. And, uh, <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> it's true. It, well, it, you actually know it's there. I think it's, it's physical. It, it's there. It's, it's a physical it's, piece. A, it's amazing to be a passenger because you know how you're like when you're a passenger in a car and and your driver's going too fast and you're hitting the air brakes trying to make the car stop. <laughs> And uh, that's what I find myself doing all the time as Mike's passenger. I'm like, stop, to reverse, reverse. And he, he's amazing because he pulls up on a piece of habitat. He put the boat, drives it right up on there. And it looks like that's his strategy because then it gives him a moment 
that he can go on to his GPS unit and with plenty yeah. of time plug in those exact coordinates. I went right there. And wedged it wedged us up on trees, on barges, <laughs> on rocks. Uh, it's it true, truly amazing. But but I can tell you this: uh, for those of you that are students of the game, I mean. I'm always learning, and I learned a lot when I spent my time with Mike. But what I was most impressed that you're doing is your technology that you're using out on the water uh, between the Fishity Maps, the Google Earth, uh, matching that up with your full-screen GPS, your side imaging, down-scan stuff, uh, how seamless Mike moves back and forth between these tools to find things that I've been missing. We were out on the uh, the Susquehanna Flats where I've been fishing and now guiding for the last five to ten years, but fishing there for almost 30 years. And uh, Mike Mike used technology to show me a little uh, depression that yeah. neither one of us knew Wasn't was that there. Awesome? But the mapping and, and yeah. uh, it, it was truly amazing yeah. uh, to watch you use that stuff. It was Impressive. cool. It was cool. We had a great time. We and we we looked at some old stuff. We we looked at a lot of new stuff. We did yeah. some pre-fishing. Uh, but I real quick want to just tell the story of when we found that piece. <laughs> I, I just got to tell. I don't want to give too much away, but it was such a funny thing. I want to tell the story. So we're out there and we start talking about some hard stuff off the bank a little bit in in this one area where we were, where we were looking and i said oh yeah i found a couple things on my sonar you know out there and and i ran them out there and showed them a couple of things that i had found and and you know pete had remembered from years and years ago having found a piece out there and he saved it but it was on an old unit on an old boat that's long gone the unit's long gone doesn't have it anymore and he goes god i remember there's one out there somewhere in this same area sort of like what you're looking at here and man it's just it was such a key piece but i don't have a coordinate for it uh, let's go out there and look for it so we get out there and we start gridding and we're out there forever dude we're out there for 20 30 minutes we're going back and forth we're in that general area and it's like 10 15 years ago there's no way in hell we're going to find this piece the piece is, is smaller than this table right here right and we're out there we're just about to call it quits and we're about to, just about to get on pad, and we see the depth go down just a little bit. It's actually a little bit of a drop. And, and Pete said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This might be it. Because on that hard object, there's washes on either side of it from the current hitting it. So we come off pad, and I kind of turn back around, and we made another pass through, and I've got all my lines, so it's a grid. And all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, we see the depth go down. And there it goes. We see that hard piece come up almost to the surface and back down. And, dude, it, you would have thought we won the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup or won the lottery. Yeah, you found Red October. Yeah, dude, we're out there. We're like, yeah, yeah. We're hugging. We're high-fiving. And there's nobody out there to even see us doing this. Uh, it was, was the craziest. Crazy. It was the most improbable find. You could look for a thousand years and never find it again. Nobody will find that piece. I guarantee it. Nobody that, will find that, that piece. That was worth celebrating. That was neat. That was neat. And I want to mention also, I did uh, spend a day with our very own uh, Brian the Carpenter, a.k.a. Ding Dong, a.k.a. Uh, Spock, a.k.a. Press One Spock. And we had a pretty fun day too, bro. We had an amazing day. Pretty fun? And we had a really fun day. We smashed them. We had a, we had a good day. We caught a lot of fish in the li limited time we fished, yeah. which is, that's amazing. Yeah. We fished a quarter of the day, a quarter of the day, 
And in that limited time that we fished, we caught some really good ones, which was fun. You know, nice. it was it added some uh, added some funness to it. But we had a great day on the water. Absolutely. Same thing though. We did a lot of work. We had a lot of looking. It was fun. But it's nice to get out with you guys. I don't I don't get to fish with you guys enough. That I think the cool. last time I fished with Dave was like top rod in 1997. <laughs> uh, so we we got to get out in the boat. Well, together, maybe yeah. you could talk bass into having an elite on uh, Lake Palatine. On Palatine next year or Cooper yeah. River, yeah. one of Dave's favorite spots, Cooper River. <laughs> <laughs> Anchor up down by the dam, yeah. get in a fight with a guy. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, let me remind everybody that we have uh, a fan contest tonight. Just just like we did last show, and we're going to be giving away amazing, tremendous prizes. Uh, the Tackle Warehouse gift pack that we always give away is an amazing prize. We're going to give away a fishity gift pack. Uh, and tonight we've got an Abu Garcia one-of-a-kind signed tournament jersey. And tonight we've got a one-of-a-kind Toyota fishing team hat that we're going to be signing and sending to the grand prize winner of this contest. And it's a really cool theme tonight, Dave. I mean, this is this is neat because it breaks a, breaks away a little bit from fishing, but this is a neat topic. Do you want to tell everybody what the fan contest is tonight? Yeah, sure. So, guys, tonight what we want to hear about is your near-death experience. We want to know how... In detail, you either A, died and came back, or B, almost died. Almost died, and, right. Yeah, what spurred this on was I was uh, I was coming home from a tournament with uh, the New Jersey Federation treasurer, Jim Fishwick, Yeah. that told me a pretty amazing and funny story about how he almost, he almost met his maker. And uh, he's actually going to come on the air tonight to start it all and start off, you know, uh, the evening with his near-death experience. Uh, hey, Bryce, he close? Yeah, he he's on the phone. I think he's he's getting them up now. And this, this is a neat topic. Let me so let me double check here. So this is near death experience. It could relate to fishing, but doesn't necessarily have to, right? Anything. It could be anything. Okay. Mine happens to be fishing involved. Yeah. But it could be anything. Anything. Okay. So yeah. just near death experience. Just a yeah. A close call. Yeah, and 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 remember, there's always there's always consolation uh, pre- presence for you. If if you don't. Pack the gear with your initial near-death story. You can uh, you can still qualify for a prize by guessing accurately what would Pete do, what would Mike do, and a new addition, what would Brian do, the producer. Wow, oh, no. I like that. You also can oh, no. don't forget to guess the intelligent groups that we were placed in in grade school. We off we left that Second open last nation. week and no one guessed. Yeah. Yeah, you we know, got we got a lot going Mike on Richardson here. Richardson would be interested in that one. Yeah, yeah well, you want to get on that now, or do you want to you want to you want to? We put got that? Fishwick on the line. We do. Okay, so let's let's jump into it. Uh, and and let me remind everybody once again, a lot of ways to get in touch with us. You can uh, IM us right there next to your screen. You can hit us up on social media at Ike Live Show, uh, Mike Aguinelli underscore uh, on Twitter, or uh, in a little bit, Brian's going to be putting up the uh, toll free number. Please call in. We want to hear. Your near-death experience, and of course, these beautiful prizes you can win. So let's uh, let's go ahead and let's push uh, let's let's put them through. Joining us via phone, Jim Fishwick. Jim, how are you? How you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from tonight? Good. I uh, well, I just left the Phillies game because they're tough to watch, and I'm actually at the uh, Barrington Rod and Reel clubhouse now. Wow, Barrington Rod and Reel! <laughs> Shout out to Barrington Rod and Reel. There you go. That's awesome. So we've got this. We've got this really cool contest tonight on near-death experiences. 
and uh, we, we know you've got a good one. Do you, can you tell us your story? Absolutely. So, so I told this to Dave on the way home the flats from the flats, and I'll uh, I'll give you a little preamble. So, when I was forty, I decided um, it was time for me to buy a Harley Davidson. So, bought home a Harley. Said, "Honey, look what I bought." Um, I didn't have any friends who rode or anything, so I start looking on the internet for guys to ride with. So this guy from Mount Ephraim calls me and says, all right, we'll go out riding. Go over to Philly, go to a bar, have a couple beers. Um, he says, we got this group. We call them the hoodlums. We're a bunch of computer guys. And uh, in order to get a number in the hoodlums, you got to put a girl on the back of your bike and you got to ride around Rittenhouse Square and get her to flash. Right? So that was that was the way you got a hoodlum number. So um, I got mine a different way. I got mine by uh, splitting between cars and knocking somebody's mirror off like the third day I was riding. So anyway, we have this group of guys and, you know, the hoodlum number one, he was a vice president for a big computer company and, you know, we had guys who were computer programmers and all professionals and stuff. And we'd get together every Wednesday night in Philadelphia. We'd meet at Pat's and we'd ride around Philly all the bars, just have a good time. So I guess at some point, somebody thought it was a, would be a cool idea to, to get a patch and, and wear a patch. So we'd be a real club. So we start going to the, uh, the we, we call up the Philadelphia Confederation of Clubs, which I'm sure everybody saw um, on the news recently what happened with the Confederation of Clubs out in Texas. So we start going to these meetings with all the outlaw bike clubs in Philly and a bunch of other bike clubs. And we're just a bunch of suit and tie guys. And we get our patch. Next thing you know, we're coming out of bars, and there's outlaw clubs standing around writing out down our motorcycle tag numbers, things like that. Um, really smart stuff. So, so we rode around Philly for a while. Um, it was probably the hottest time in Philly for for that uh, for that to be happening. But, um, so we used to go to Wildwood to the bike rally every summer, the roar to the shore. So here's my near-death experience. So we're out there, and it's like a big gauntlet when you get there. Everybody rides down the main drag, revving your motorcycles, whatnot. So I'm at a stoplight, revving the hell out of my bike, and I had a bunch of engine work done to it, so it was, it was pretty bad. Revving my bike, and the clutch cable pops, brakes. Next thing you know, I'm looking up at the sky, screaming across the intersection, take out two other bikes, some chick on a custom fat boy, had like Weber carburetors out the side, all custom chromed up and everything, and another guy. Messed my bike up pretty good. Um, cost me like six grand to fix her bike. Had every cop on the East Coast in my face wanting to know if I had a drink or anything. So that, you know... Um, that was it, really, um, without going into a, a long, drawn, you know, we could sit around and talk about all the stupid stuff that happened in Philly all night long, but the near death was the, uh, the bike break and me almost killing myself and two other people in Wildwood. And I know oh somebody God. out there has yeah, it on film Hey, hey Jim, it's Dave. W w yeah. t tell the part of the story about how... The outlaw biker gangs, what they had said to you guys, like you, like you uh, said, you're a bunch of computer guys, and what made yep. you guys leave and stop wearing like jackets with what your bike yep, gang yep. name so was? Yeah, so we were at a uh, confederation of clubs meeting one night, and uh, the president of one of the clubs, the local outlaw clubs, comes up to me and says, hey, I think it's time you guys put on a support patch. 
I said, you know, that's not going to happen. And he said, yes, it is. I said, no, it's not. I said, we're not going to stand out behind or in front of anybody and shoot people, whatever. So um, that's when we basically called it quits. But we had these guys that wanted us to be a support club for them and everything. And like I said, all we want to do is run around the city on our bikes and drink and stuff and got the stupid idea to wear patches. And hold on, Jim. What was the name of your gang? T- tell them the name Hoodlums. of your gang. That's the best. The hoodlums. So we were. So instead of like the, you know, you have all the, the motorcycle clubs out there that they're the MC. Well, we were the hoodlums VMC. We were the virtual motorcycle club. Wow. <laughs> so That's actually virtual. I still got the vest, the patch in my closet as a keepsake, and <laughs> wow. we made this Channel wow, that, Six that, News one year. So you know. That's a great I, story. I thought the near-death experience was going to be when you crashed into the other bikers that they were going to take uh-huh. it, try to kill you, kick you for crashing up their bikes. That's what I Pull thought. Pull a hatchet said. out. Dude, you got to understand, when they rev these engines, it's a gauntlet down the whole street. Yeah. And no one's in the middle of the street. It's just, wow, everyone's revving their engines. And there he is just flying across, just wiping out everybody. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the funny thing about them following us around Philly was they were never on bikes. They were always in, like, a Hummer and a pickup truck and this and that. And they would follow us from bar to bar over there and then write down our tag numbers, see who was out there. We'd have anywhere from, like, two to 30 guys any given Wednesday. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So... That was it. You cool know. story. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Cool thanks story. For calling, yeah, thanks, Jim. Man, what a, right. what a good way to launch the near-death experiences. That's a crazy <laughs> yeah. one. You know, when he started talking about the, the, the clubs and getting the patch, I couldn't help but to think of Randy Howe. <laughs> like, thinking, like, Randy Howe might be a closet motorcycle guy <laughs> with <laughs> patches. You don't think so? Dude, this happened right at the height of when, like, all the outlaw motorcycle gangs were fighting in Philadelphia. They one fighting. dude, Gorilla. Yeah. He was, like, a former Philly cop. Like, that was when those guys were all just gunslinging right in the middle of the streets, and him and his computer friends were driving around. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's moving in on our turf? It's a bunch of computer programmers. <laughs> they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Ugh. That's unbelievable. Hey, let me remind everybody, right now, on the bottom of your screen, you see the toll-free number, 855-498-0691. Give us a call. We want to hear... Your near-death experience. Uh, Pete, are you ready to give yours? Sure. We'd love to hear yours. I, now, I, wait. Is this fishing-related or non-fishing-related? Everything I got is fishing-related. Okay. I've actually got a couple of them. Okay. But uh, the, the bands we're talking about, street, I'll talk about the the, the very first time with a with a guy named Don Zalewski. Don Skalewski? Yeah. Talk about Don Sky? Don Sky. Yeah. The, the Don Sky? The Don wow. Hide your spinnerbait, Don Hide Sky? Hide your spinnerbait. Wow. Old school. Well, we were, we were uh, headed down to the Potomac. The Potomac. To, to, to go fishing. Uh, we had a practice day and a tournament the next day. And we were we were driving, and um, he had a 4x4 four four Chevy pickup. I remember that. We was towing a Ranger boat. And we were going down 95. Doing about 70. You're with him in the passenger seat. I'm a, I'm a passenger. I'm a non-boater right. at this time. I, I, I'm in my 20s, I imagine. And um, we're uh, we're driving down, just, just humming along about 70. It's early. There's not a lot of traffic out. And we're not in the all the way left lane. We're the next one over. right? So, so the left lane is open. And, uh, and I'm kind of sitting without my seatbelt on, kind of... T- 
looking at them, got a cup of coffee, and we're just pumped. We're going fishing on one of the greatest rivers in the history of the world. Can't wait to get to the Potomac talking fishing nonstop. And uh, and I can see out, it's a pickup truck, so I can see the oncoming cars. And here comes a little compact car. Uh, Just a, I don't know, a little bitty thing. Fiat. Uh, Something like that. (laughs) It's little. And uh, it comes up to the boat. And I notice it a little closer, and it comes up just about behind his, the driver. And as I'm looking at this compact car, the driver wakes up. Oh, no. Driver's asleep, <laughs> passing us in that lane. So he wakes up, <laughs> and this monster rig is right there. So what's he do? Left at 75 miles an hour. So he turns his car left. And it goes sideways. And then he overcompensates right to straighten it out. He's panic mode. And it strains out right. And at 75, we're doing 70. Don doesn't even know what's going on. I'm seeing the whole thing. I can't talk. It's so fast. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Slams, slams right into the boat. I mean, wide open, slams into it. So we're driving, and, like, Don doesn't know what's happening. He feels the impact off of the passenger window. There's the Ranger boat. Oh, not good. He drove it completely around, and he continues to push us. We're doing at 70 with boat in tow and a a car stuck to the boat. All three vehicles (laughs) do a 360 spin. Oh, my God. On the highway. We're just going around. And Don is, he's frantically, he's going left. Ah! He's going right. He's trying to drive, trying to trying to figure out what's happening to him. He probably doesn't even know what's happening, but he's just trying to steer out of this thing. Our, the car separates from the boat somehow, and we stop spinning, and we're pointed at the median when this happens. And probably now at 50, we shoot right into the median at 95. It's all grass. There's no barriers there at that spot. And we keep going right in oncoming traffic oh, on, on the northbound shit. lanes. Boat God. is capac- incapacitated. And we're like, we're, we're, we thought we were dead. Don just slowly turns and steers out. You can see the car is coming. Steers out and gets us back into the median. Wow. And that was it. Now, here's what makes it crazy. Because I we didn't have cell phones at that time, right? There was an overpass off in the distance. So I'm, I'm like, Don, I'm going to jog up to that overpass. I'm going to go call the police. We're going to get help. I don't know if the person's hurt or whatnot. I jogged up to the overpass. I waited for five minutes before I could cross the highway. No. The oncoming traffic was just, wow. it was like rush hour at that time. It was nonstop. Oh my gosh. But at that moment that we crashed, Ooh. there was a space, a gap in the traffic. Room to live. And good room to live. I'm still here because of it. How about that? We went, We here, here, and here's the deal. We um, the, the car was totaled. The, the boat, he hit the boat frame and bent it in. Flattened tire was a single axle. Flattened one of the tires. Me and Don shaking. Changed that tire, 
and we went fishing down in Potomac You're that day. No, you didn't. Yep. Wow. wow. And we did not catch a single fish. <laughs> <laughs> not a bite. Not a, wow. Not a bite all day. Wow. We were just sitting there all day talking about how happy we were to be alive. That's an amazing story. Wow. You win. That's an amazing <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. Contest is over. Contest is over. And that's we're going to hear. We're, I think we're going to hear a lot of auto-related mm. near-death experiences. Yeah. But that's amazing. That's an amazing one. Hey, special shout-out and props to Don Skalewski. Don yeah. Sky for steering that boat. What are the odds steering that, that truck of boat? two Pollocks surviving it. something like that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey. Hey, had to have, so, had to have something to do you, with that silver shiner, Hydra. <laughs> you remember that uh, that b- bus video we saw also in elementary school where the bus crashes and the, there's a knife floating through space that the kid wasn't supposed to have on the bus? It was, all, it was all about what not to do on a bus. I think you I guys remember don't remember? That Hold on, I'm thinking, that. dude. Yeah, no. Yeah. no. It, was an, yeah, it was an emergency video to teach you what not to do and how you're supposed to ride on a school bus, how you're not supposed to have stuff. But one of the things I remember, a knife was floating through the air on this school bus video. And I don't know why I remembered that, but, but, at, but I remember stuff in Don's truck. We're doing the same thing, man. My cup of coffee was floating around the cab of the truck. All kinds of crazy. Yeah, could you imagine? Yeah, Mike, could you imagine that same accident in one of Stockwell's vehicles, dude? No. <laughs> no. You wouldn't be able to see what was happening. There'd just be shit everywhere, dude. <laughs> so you'd have a ladder on you. You'd have a piece of plywood, a two-by-four. You'd have a cheeseburger from the 80s. <laughs> one of Dot's, uh, yeah, one of Dot's Stromboli's. <laughs> Marino's pizza with glass in it. Shut up, Marino. Oh, Shout out to Burritos. Wow, good story, Pete. Thank you. That's amazing. Hey, That's I'm... a hell of a near-deather. Hey, uh, uh, Fishwick wants to know, did he win anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> he, won, he won the uh, uh, Don't Join a Motorcycle Gang <laughs> yeah. award tonight. Yeah. He, won this, he won this button. He Don't won. hang with bikers, you are kids. One pathetic loser. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effect. What do we got? Uh, you want to you want to put a couple of callers through? We got some IMs back. I've got, got I've got one IM that is definitely worth reading before we carry on too much further. So I've got uh, KB Miller says I was 16, just got my pilot's license, accidentally flew into Whiteman Air Force Base airspace, showing oh. off for my girlfriend at the time. Ooh, Before I nice. knew it, nice. there were two F-16s buzzing me. Oh, my nice. God. I wish I would have died. One. Needless to say, my girlfriend never talked to me again. Wow. And my dad about killed one, me yeah. anyway when he found out. Could you imagine? I cannot imagine. How, Dude, how, I, I, now, how can we get guys like this, Mike? To, to do follow up with them on these stories. Yeah. That is great. That's great. That, that story is amazing. I would like to hear more. I'd uh, love to hear more. I'd love it, to have him call in. I'd love to have him call in. But he can't, Brian can't weed through him. all the calls. Uh, right. I got a story. Got I got to I got to tell a quick story because it reminded me of it. This one. You had it. You and, had a, a F-16s over your shoulder. Is, oh, pretty much. Great. Oh my god. Pretty much. I'm I'm up at Lake Erie fishing, practicing for an upcoming uh, Bassmaster tournament. I don't remember which, but I'm I'm targeting largemouth out on the the Toledo area, and uh, and I come out of the Detroit River and I start running south. I'm looking for bank habitat. I'm looking for discharges. Anything I find largemouth on, and I see a beautiful discharge, and it's next to a power plant. And uh, this was this is after 9/11 to give you a little backup story. So everybody's a little tense, and. Uh, I'm not even paying attention 
to what I'm doing, but I see the discharge and I run right up to it and I put my trolling motor down and I start whipping cast into this discharge pipe. And as I as I look up, I notice that there's a guy standing there with a rifle <laughs> up on the bank. <laughs> Then there's five. Then there's 20. <laughs> They're all standing there. I'm at the discharge for the nuclear power plant. Wow. Right after 9-11, out on the lake. Oh. And I'm like, it just occurred to me that they're there for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh God. God. And I'm like, I picked up my trolling motor, and um, I waved at them like... <laughs> And I ran out of there. Hey. I ran out of there. I knew the Coast Guard was coming. Yeah. The helicopters were coming. Oh, I buried myself up one of those mazes of canals yeah. and like just got real quiet and still <laughs> ne- next to one one of the boat got real docks. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and just I figured I'd just go let this blow over. Wow. You know? That's a good one. That's, that might be better than the other one. That's I, a good one. That is that's, a good one. It's a tough tough call. I activated the whole security system for the yeah. nuclear yeah, power plant. The, the pilot, right? How many? How how many dumb things have we all done trying to impress Poon? You know, like oh yeah, he's up there with a plane flying through air. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Come on, dude. dude! Hormones take precedence over oh, my god, at man. That point. <laughs> yeah, they take over. They take over. We got a caller, Bry. Yes. Okay, uh, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? And what's your near death story? What's up, guys? It's uh, Mike Fermel. Going on. How you doing, hey, man? I'm good, man. What's your story? Hey, so, what, you got a good story for us? Yeah, I don't know if I can be Pete because uh, three cars doing a 360 with boats attached is kind of crazy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I'll give it a shot. Uh, 2007, I'm working in Pinebrook up in North Jersey, and uh, I'm on Route 46, and it's four lanes of traffic. The right-hand lane is a uh, basically a you know go to a junk handle lane. The other three are straight through. There's no left-hand turn. We're at a major intersection. There's tractor trailers in the left-hand lane, which really should never be. And they're blocking basically everything going up to the light. So you can't see what's coming across traffic. Light's green. I'm coming down a hill a little bit. There's all of a sudden nobody in front of me, and i got a clear lane. So I like go basically up to right where the speed limit is, and I'm going through the light. As I pass in front of the tractor trailers, which are no longer moving, to my left, I look, and out of the corner of my eye, I see an ambulance with no lights doing about 45 miles an hour and got 100% T-boned. Oh. A hundred, like, like straight up perfect. There was a, basically an imprint of the front of the ambulance on the side of the car. Takes my driver's seat, pushes it up over onto the passenger seat, so I'm basically sitting on the right side of the car. I'm awake for the entire thing. And like Pete said, everything in the car floats. I have no wow. idea how, but you 100% get that matrix motion. Like, Weird. I saw every piece of glass shatter and then slowly kind of go through the air and, like, come at me, but not not fast. Everything was completely slow. Wow. And uh, I got spun basically into the other lane, spun the car around three or four times. No broken ribs, no... I got a little piece of glass in my arm somehow, but, like... The whole time that the car was coming or the, the ambulance was coming, I literally was out of my body and could see the whole entire situation of like, okay, you have an ambulance coming, you have time to basically either die or not die. <laughs> like, there's nothing you can do at that point. You can't hit the brakes, you can't go any faster, you can't turn the car away from it. Like, 
it's a split second situation where like you're either gonna die or yeah. you're not gonna die. Yeah. What happened? I got a fishing related one too. Last year, me and uh, our buddy Dave Snedeker, shouts to Rivers of Ash Dave, um, went to uh, Round Valley. I dropped my glasses over the side of the boat. I get the bright idea. We're in 15 foot of water. I can make it. I can get down there. I get right to basically where the bottom of the water is at 15 foot and can't move. Couldn't can't breathe. Move? Obviously, I'm underwater. Yeah, like. I couldn't swim any farther. I could not go any any deeper. And I couldn't touch down on the bottom. I was like just inches from being able to touch down on the bottom. So I couldn't kick myself back up. Luckily, I like kind of, you know, doggy paddled my way back up to the surface real quick. But I thought for sure I was gone. Like, <laughs> I was 100% sure I was not coming back from that. Wow. Wow. I don't know. They're both good ones. I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> I don't know. Well, at least at least when the ambulance T-boned you, you didn't have far to go to get some medical assistance. <laughs> so to put some context. Well, no, that's whole... that's the freaking worst part. They were off duty, coming back from lunch from another town, so they weren't even the ambulance that could service me. Oh. Pete had so that same thing happen to him with prostitutes. They were off duty. They couldn't service them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Hey, thank you yeah, for the call, man. Appreciate it. So, yeah, listen, this hey, whole floating good. thing, this whole everything slowing down, yeah. Yeah. there's actually a physiological explanation yeah, for that. It's called vascular constriction. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, listen, yeah. so. Really? Yeah, sure. It's a common thing. It's a, everybody says it's unique. It's a brain thing. It's a, Your brain slows down. But, yeah, go ahead. So uh, what happens is and it, it's uh, they, they, they assume <laughs> that this occurred when we were evolving, that you know how when you're ready to fight, your hands are shaking? And or if you're in a bathtub for a long time or you're in a pool for a long time and your finger and feet get wrinkled, yeah. it's because all the blood is leaving your extremities and focusing around your organs so that when you're in battle, your extremities are going to take shots and wounds and you're not going to lose as much blood. Yeah. Well, what happens with that is your, your senses, some people hear better, most people see and everything goes slow. You always hear people say it. Everything got slow, and things become larger. Yeah. Like every single like robbery victim, the gun's like you know a massive gun, and it's because of this vascular constriction. Wow. And yeah, it's an amazing thing that our brain yeah. does, and they 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 they, they, they you know they yeah. they assume that it came from you know wow. when we used to have to fight for our food and shit like yeah. that. That's interesting. Yeah. You could you could simulate it. They simulate it with drugs and things like that. That's how you catch a bullet, you know. Wow. It slows down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nip it out of the air. Dog. Right. right. Sure. Sure. Yeah, man. You can. Uh, amazing shit happens under that. Well, it's, it's funny. There's for both stories. The one that I told, one that it both had that both. same experience. Both yeah. said the same thing. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we got another caller. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? And what's your near-death experience? Hello. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is that kid, four feet, man. Jordan. Charlotte, North Carolina. How you guys doing? Good. How you doing, Charlotte? What's your uh, What's your near death experience? Well, I, I was up in the back of the creek, Lake Norman fishing. It was real cold. Water was in the upper forties, cresting into the fifties later on in the day. I had me a nice little causeway back there. It's all concrete, so I knew if I come back out this full sun, it's going to warm that rock up. And all I got to do is drag this shaky head down the side of this rock. So I'm out there, I'm wearing them out. I'm not eating, I'm not drinking properly, I'm not doing so. I've got this 32-ounce monster. I've got this freaking five-gallon bucket of energy drink with me. 
salmon, then I gotta get the fish and I catch it, catch it, catch it. So I pop the salmon and I just chug it. I down that thing in probably 15 minutes, you know, just, you know, you're just wearing it out. One of those magical days on the water where you're yeah. catching 30, 40 fish. Yeah. And they were all, I, I'm telling you, they were two to three pounds, magnum on the spot. They're getting big because of the blue bag. I'm telling you, they're getting huge. Turn it into Hartwell. But anyway, I down this drink, man, and I just, I pound it. And so I'm just fishing up, suddenly my fishing gets real, real fuzzy. Like I said, the water's in the 40s, I have no life jacket on, there's nothing. So I turn around, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm gonna hurl. So I turn around, I'm walking down into the bottom of the boat, and it's, I just, before I got down, I just passed out. Boom. Face first, right into the back deck of the boat, man. And if I would have fell off either side, I would have been incapacitated for 30 seconds. The wind was blowing real hard, so I wasn't far off the spot when I regained consciousness. But it was it was scary enough that I thought I fell out of that boat, man. In that cold water, wind would have blew the boat away from me. Woo! Yeah. That would have been it, I. That would have so, been it. Man. No, yeah, you would have been you would have been toast. And that, yeah, that in that cold water in that scenario, you you wouldn't have lasted long at all. So what? So what? What was the cause of 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 you of you passing out? Oh, he drank, man, he drank was, something. I couldn't quite hear what yeah, you drank. Uh, energy drink. I had a huge energy, energy drink, and I was out red eye. I was red eye bad, man. I had drank hungover, had nothing to eat, and I was drinking hungover, had nothing on my stomach. So it's, it's a good life lesson, everybody out there. That you should have something on your stomach. You know, energy drinks aren't bad, but in moderation. Don't go out there with a completely empty stomach, pound a five gallon bucket of energy drink, and expect to be okay. But man, you could. <laughs> wow, wow that's, 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 a, that's a great story. That's a that's a really cool so, near death story. And and we happen to have the energy drink king himself in the room you. tonight. Yeah, Nas baby. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I have my own. I posted about it before. I have my own special concoction, and actually my. Girlfriend's daughter Sophia. Uh, when I when I go over there, whatever she she calls it, the breakfast of champions. Breakfast of champions. Yeah. It's, it's about 20, <laughs> 20, 20 25 okay moderation. Uh, not drink, which has L-theanine, which stimulates the brain. Yeah, it makes you fuzz all day, man. Wow. You could read whole books, things like that. <laughs> wow. Read whole books. <laughs> Took me many years, twenty years of, of various trials and tribulations, but yeah, it's a good. I, I, should, I should market it, but I but I don't, you know. Wow, that's a yeah. ch- <laughs> caller. Thank you for that call. Mike, that was a great story. Let's Appreciate give, it. Yes, sir. Let's, let's give him a. Uh, let's let Dave. Give him another question. Oh, uh, consolation? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want to do a consolation call? Caller, you want to try a consolation prize? Sure, let's go at it. All right, scenario situations involving either what would Ike do, what would Pete do, and newly introduced, what would Brian, the producer, do? Oh, no. Oh, Lord, there's nothing he would do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about this. Okay, shoot. Pick one, Joe. Who, would you, who, do, who do you want to go for, Pete? Me or, uh, or Brian? Let's go for the carpenter. No, yeah. I knew it. Yeah, Brian the carpenter. Yes, good choice. Okay, Dave. What do we I, got? I'm looking through the notes of the IM uh, suggestions that were submitted. Hang on. Oh, I'm very nervous. Very, very <laughs> nervous. Okay, caller. Scenario situation. Mm-hmm. You are in Jensen Beach, Florida. Oh, <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, you're in Jensen Beach, Florida. Circa 1996. Okay. And you're highly inebriated. <laughs> and you're at this outdoor event in Jensen Beach called Jammin' at, at Jensen. And it's an outdoor festival. <laughs> and it's the end of the night, and you're there with one of your friends, and a police officer approaches you. Uh huh. And he says to you, 
It's time for you to go home. Party's over. Did Brian the Carpenter, A, say, okay, sir, thank you. Thank you for keeping us safe and leave? Or did he, B, try to be funny and say, but do we really have to go home? And then when the police officer repeated himself, he said, but do we really have to go home? (laughs) Then forcing the police officer to smack the beer out of his hand with his flashlight and put him in handcuffs. Uh, I, it's definitely option B. Any chance he gets to somebody's fault, he's taking it. He's taking it. It's option B. Brian? He's doing the, he's doing the ladder. Uh, sure. uh, Brian? Brian DeCarpenter, we need a uh, confirmation? Yes, it's option B. Option B! <laughs> Correct! <laughs> wow! Yeah, right. Our first prize of the night! Yeah. It's screw that cop. <laughs> screw that cop. Hey, he was out of line. Uh, he was the, out of line. <laughs> the good news That's is... Wrong. The good news is Brian didn't do any any long term time in jail, and yeah, yeah. about about ten minutes on the curb. I got him out of the, I got him out of the handcuffs in about five minutes, dude. And on top of that, because you selected the right answer, you win the tackle warehouse gift pack tonight, Yay. which is oh, a wow. hat, a sticker, a koozie, right. and a twenty five dollar gift card for tackle warehouse. Yay. Awesome. Yeah, stay on the line. We're going to get your information, and you'll get that in the mail. Thank you, caller. Hey, hi. hi. Yeah. Where is the weirdest place you tied the knot? (laughs) Weirdest place you've tied the knot? Say that again. Where is the weirdest place you've tied Pete's knot? (laughs) Pete's knot. Tied the knot. No, Pete's knot. Oh, Pete's knot. I tied I tied Pete's knot one time up at. Uh, it's only ten fifteen. Remember Delilah's. What's the What's the oh, strip joint on one thirty? Uh, cheerleaders. Yeah. Cheerleaders. I I tied Pete's quick. knot in cheerleaders one they time. It was a long time ago though. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, caller, stay on the line. We're gonna get your information. Yeah, we had we had a ghost show up on IM. A Dan, ghost? Dan Roman making suggestions. Oh, <laughs> Dan Roman! Oh, Dan Roman yeah. on IM. I hooked up with him recently. Buddy. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I was uh, creeping his Facebook. Pro- you know, I was like, yeah. I do, like I do everybody. Yeah. You know, read everything. Look yeah. At so I was looking at him. He works for CVS. He's in security. Yeah. And my cousin, who works in Massachusetts, works for CVS and is the just you know regional manager. Yeah. So I asked him. I said, you know, Dan Roman. He's like, yeah, I'm his boss. Wow! Small world, huh? It is a small world. Everything's connected. It's yeah. funny that you that he, they, you know yeah, Dan's right. listening and and you mentioned Dan's name because me and Brian on the ride back were talking the other day and somehow his name came up. And the interesting thing is, the picture of you and I yeah. and Dan Roman and Palagrinus yeah, yeah, and yeah, McGraw yeah. Yeah. were all huddled in a cone oh, head. Yeah, Chuck Garrity took the picture. He's laid down on the ground took oh, the picture up. Okay, yeah. yeah, so the picture's in hey, my hey, book. Hey, Pete, they digress to I high know, school but, again. High school. Yeah. But wait, yeah. This gets good. So the picture's in the book. And there's the picture there. It's the same picture. It's beautiful. It's color. You see everybody's face. And everybody's name's there. Mike Iaconelli, Mike Richardson... Uh, uh, Steve Pellegrino, yeah, yeah. John McGraw, yeah. and all the names are right. And then the last name, <laughs> when it goes, it's Don Reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Don Reunion is as close as they can get. They couldn't get it right. No, the only Puerto Rican kid in the graduating class of 1990. They they totally gave him a Caucasian name, dude. Don Reunion. It's not even close. No, Don Reunion. 
I had a lot of good That's memories great. with Dan, man. Oh, yeah. my God. Don Renan. All right, let, let's continue. I want to continue on with the near-death stories. Mike, I want to hear from you. Yeah, I, sure, I, I, I'd, I'd love to hear yours. Which one do you want to hear? All right, give, give, us, give us a good one, or give us several. Right, start, so, start with a good uh, one. I'll start with a good one. This is, this is a good one. Uh, some of them I can't really share, but... So I was in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, living there. I don't know if you've ever been there. Yeah, Harrisburg, yeah. It's worse. Uh, the place I was living in, that's a whole backstory you won't get to, but uh, <laughs> it was, it's worse than Kansas. Okay. Right? So yeah. you've seen Fight Club. Oh, yeah. That was basically my house. Okay. Right? Living alone. <laughs> I used to do my clothes in the sink. Uh, no TV, no radio, no internet, nothing. Well, wow. Yeah, so, so I had... You know, I'm surprised you were living alone. Yeah, man. I, uh, my dog, who got lost in... That's yeah, a whole backstory. <laughs> so, so, just to give you, I don't want to go into the whole context. Just to give you a two-minute context, you ever have one of those days where it's just so bad, you wake up the next day and it just doesn't matter, man. You're not, nothing's gonna stop. You know, you're just oh, yeah. that angry. So, yeah, I had one of those days, didn't sleep much. Woke up the next morning and I, I'm rushing for work. I was, you know, running late. I put my suit on and I grab my belt. So I run out the door. Get in my car, and it's one of these things. I think I stopped. I, I, I stopped at like a gas station, got out. Next thing I know, and this was a bad. This is a, not an easy area. This is bad. You know, I've been jumped like yeah. two or three times, got some teeth knocked out. You know, all that good stuff. Uh, and a guy uh, pushed me out. Pushed me out of the seat. Uh, and carjacked me. Right. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. So he's in. He's sitting there. I'm like, you know, what, what's up? And I'm kind of dazed. You know, he punched me a couple times. And and he said, you know, get out of get out of the effing car. And like I said, it's one of these days. I said, dude, you know, any other day you you picked the wrong fucking day. Yeah. I'm not getting out of the car. Yeah. Right. Gun, knife. I'm not getting out of the car. So he starts pressing the gas. And in Harrisburg, it's it's uh you know it's like a highway, and then it has these little things where you go down to the next street. So he's going about ninety, a hundred, right? And I'm like you said, I'm in the passenger seat. There there are no air brakes, man. And I'm, I'm like, I, I thought I was in a movie. Talk about everything slowing down. Right? Yeah. So I didn't know what to do. And he's like, you're going to get out yet? I'm like, not, not even close, you know. So he pulls down to the next road. He puts on the brakes. I probably could have got out then. I probably should have. Uh, you know, looking back on it, right? Hindsight. So he goes down to the next street. Pulls down. He's, he's going about 50. There's a lane of traffic. And then nowhere to go to the left, really. It's up up a hill. And then there's a construction site with all the cones and shit. Yeah. So all I had, I had my belt next to me. So I'm going crazy. I'm like, holy shit. So I, I come to, and we're going about 40 miles an hour, and I just, bam, man, right in the nose. There's blood all over the windshield, man. I, I cracked his nose. Uh, so I grabbed my belt, and I kind of just real quick put it around, like, over his neck and into the steering wheel and just pulled, man. He smashed the steering wheel. <laughs> oh I'm going, God. I'm going about 50 miles an hour. <laughs> I open the side. It gets, it's not even close, man. So I, I open this. This is my dear death. So I, I open. The, I'm kind of open the side door. It's going open. The construction guys are there. I jump out of the car, land on the construction site, smash through a bunch of those those little red things and the cones. I'm sliding across the street. My suit's demolished, man. It's ripped. I fractured a bunch of ribs. I'm bleeding all over the place. I'm puking because of the adrenaline, right? Yeah. I get up. So I get up. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? He veers left and smashes into something. I keep going. I I, I go to one of the uh, you know the highway things, the the, the uh, metal you know the metal rail. I'm puking over the sides, right? And I'm like, holy shit. 
And all I'm thinking about is how I'm going to get to work, man. Which I'm about a quarter mile from work now, right? I'm going to be late. And it wasn't a big deal. I was a contract. I mean, you know, you could be late, but still, I had some shit yeah. to do, you know. And it's the last thing I need. Next thing I know, man, get on the fucking ground. And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking around. Like, is someone else here? I turn around, there's a gun right at my head, man. Before I knew it, within about ten minutes, there were about eight plainclothes guys. Had me on the ground in cuffs. There's a police helicopter circling above, man. Wow. So, yeah, I'm bleeding. I'm li- and I'm like, I'm freaking out, right? And the cop's like, this this dude's on drugs. He's all amped up. I'm like, well, well, no shit, man. You know, it's not an everyday experience. You have to jump out of a moving car, right? Oh Plus, I had like three or four Red Bulls. In yeah. The morning, you know, my normal uh, energy. Yeah. So... I'm freaking out. They got all the guns on my head. So long story short, man, I sat there for a while. They checked my credentials. Bam, bam, bam. They let me go, and it all was good. And then I walked to work. Oh, my yeah. God. With fractured ribs yeah, and with all. Yeah, fractured ribs. And the suit. All and the up. suit torn up. Uh, uh, holes all over it, man. Oh, my, head. I'm my God. I'm I got facial wounds, you know. Uh, so then I went, and they're like, what the fuck happened to you, man? I was like, don't worry. So then I did, I did go home and went to one of those, uh, what do you call them, the urgent carriers on the side of the road, one of those yeah. things. Uh, got some X-rays, stuff like that. That but, is cr- that yeah. is a, so a that, that is a a unbelievable. That's yeah. like movie stuff. <laughs> that that's was going fun. on right I felt there. like I was in a movie, but nothing ever slowed I can't even down, t- man. I can't <laughs> even tell my story now after hearing these. Cool. I am like at the bottom of the list. We're going to skip. Let's me wait till we get a couple bad callers and then we'll tell. Yeah, our maybe <laughs> maybe we need a couple bad callers. Brian, what do we got? We got a caller. Caller, what's your name? Where are you call from? Uh, this is Brian. I'm calling from Vermont. Hi, Brian from Vermont. What is your near-death experience story? Well, I, I might as well hang up because there's no damn way I'm going to top that one. <laughs> <laughs> we still want to hear but, it. We still want to hear it. Anyway, so uh, I used to be an arborist. I used to clear uh, clear power lines for a living. So we uh, I went out to, the, uh, to clear a power line. We had to four-wheeler back like three miles. Um, and then, so basically all it is is you climb a tree, you top it out, and then you can cut it down so it doesn't ever hit the power lines or cause any outages or anything. So we were going through, and we were about halfway through the day, and uh, I climbed this tree, and I'm, I used to be pretty good. I would shimmy right up them, cut all the limbs all the way up, top the tree out, and that was it. So I get to this huge pine tree. I start cutting the limbs out, and I'm about 80 feet, well, it was like 75 feet, I guess, because after, but long story short, so I cut all the limbs up, and uh, there's like a buck strap that you you wrap around the tree to uh, to hold, pretty much hold you up there. Uh-huh. So I get to the top to get ready to top it out, and I swing my buck strap up over to to catch the little nub because every every limb you cut you just leave a little nub so you can hang your your buck strap on there so i flip my buck strap up to uh to go sit there and top the tree out so i flip it up i lean back and that was it the uh the buck strap broke in half i fell the 75 feet down and i i didn't remember anything after that but the uh i broke my back my right femur came shooting out through my leg it broke my hip i had to get hell back out of there but long story short i had all of that i was six and a half months in the hospital i couldn't walk that entire time 
the one good thing is, is I uh, I get a lawsuit out of the because uh, my buck strap it broke and it, it wasn't any anybody's fault but the buck strap. Um, <laughs> that's how I bought my very first bass boat with that wow. that money that I got the lawsuit from. Wow. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty damn crazy, though. That's crazy. That's a hell of a story. That's a that's a big fall. Seventy five feet. Yeah. That femur thing. Was yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty bad. It was. I never thought I was going to walk another day in my life. But. Wow. I like how he said it wasn't anyone's fault but the buck strap. Yeah, it was the buck strap's fault. I'll tell you that. You know, the nice thing about it though is that it it. It was a bad scenario. It was near death. You got through it, but the 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 light at the end of that tunnel was the boat. Oh, yeah, the best boat. Very first boat. I know. Wow. Lot, I know a lot of people that might throw themselves out of a tree to get their first bass boat. Yeah, I don't recommend it. I don't, <laughs> I I don't, don't recommend, recommend now. Man, I got. I got to tell you, that was actually. Boy. I'm glad you told that story because I believe that was one of the better stories we've heard tonight. And because none of our cast here in the studio can win a prize, I think that's that's a that's prize worthy. Brian Carver, what do you think? Sweet. I think that's prize worthy. Absolutely. We're going to give you uh, we're going to give you one of the better prizes here tonight. We're going to give you the we've got a red Toyota uh, fishing cap. We'll get that signed for you. Hang on the line. But Mike, what if he's got a Dodge? Well, if you got a Dodge, you can uh, <laughs> it's gonna pull be that signed. off. It's going to be signed, so he's not going to wear gonna it anyway. Signed. Yeah, and you can put it on eBay yeah. to sell for like two fifty on eBay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, hang on, uh, oh, Brian DeCarpenter is going to get your information. Thank you for the story, man. Thank that's that's scary. Scary. That scary. Yeah, the femur thing is is I I, I would just yeah, I don't even know what. It's probably yeah. so much pain you don't even. Yeah. You're kind of out of it. It's yeah. frightening being up there at heights. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. Dude, I worked with a guy. I forget how. I don't know how many stories the Northgate apartment, uh, Northgate projects are in Camden, but they're they're up there. They're right before you go over the Ben Franklin Bridge. There are those high rises to the right. Okay. He had no problem walking up to the edge and having his feet right on the edge and look down. I ha- people are like the size of a fingernail, dude. Yeah. I had to like crawl on my belly and like stick my face <laughs> over, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's terrifying, yeah. man. Yeah. These guys are up there hacking trees down a hundred feet sure, up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good with hunts. guys. Guys working on the Ben Franklin Bridge right now, and all those bridges there, or the Delaware Memorial at the top of. The, I mean, that's like 200 feet above the oh, yeah. road. Yeah. yeah. You know that's that's 200 feet above the I water. I mean, that's that's yeah. way dude, up there. You, if you want to see something cool, Google uh, Google images of people building the Empire State yeah, Building. I, I was just going to mention the Empire State Building. The guys like us Do, sitting on yeah, a yeah. beam yeah. with their metal pails just eating oh, yeah. like a ham sandwich yeah. with no straps or nothing, yeah, dude. Yeah. And they were, all feet, they were all drinking the night before. Yeah, you know, feet dangling, dude, care. like 40, 50 Whatever. stories up, man. How many yeah. bit it? I'd like to know how many oh, bit yeah. it. Oh, yeah, every once in a while one of them fall. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen, uh, was it CSI New York? You know, with I can't remember the guy's name, but. They had to get evidence on top of the Empire State Building, <laughs> so they got these straps and wrapped, and, and were hanging on, you know, walking around, and they were showing. Man, I, I every once in a while I have a dream and I wake up sweating, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the top and I'm like, I can't stand yeah, heights. Uh, 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 Rebecca, what do we got coming through on the IMs? We got any good good comments, good feedback? I've I've got one for you. What do you got? This is, uh, I believe, this is Bass Daddy. Bass Daddy. He says. 
Fishing a tournament in the Florida Everglades. Bear with me because sometimes punctuation is not great, so I have to. Okay. Uh, my partner Joe Rice, fishing from the front of his storm, sees this 10-foot alligator on the bank. Nice. So he starts making this alligator call. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. I say, what are you doing? He says, it's a mating call for alligators. The next thing you know, this alligator is swimming right for me. A few minutes later, he's right behind the motor. A few minutes later, he's right up alongside the motor with his mouth open. So I put down my fishing rod, turn toward the alligator, and I pretend I'm going to jump on him. Well, as soon as I make the move, this 10-foot alligator comes at me with his mouth wide open. I turn to the front of the boat. My buddy Joe is... So wide that there's no way I can go straight. So I jump to the left. My foot lands on the side of the boat. Then I jump to the front of the boat. And now I have nowhere to go. All I could see is my name in the local news. Angler loses head while fishing the King of Glades tournament. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a spooky I, one. That's the end of the story. I want to know what yeah, happens. I get, well, apparently yeah, right, he's still right. around. Mm. Apparently it's still that's a spooky one. I didn't know there was a gator mating call. I, Dude, they I, grunt. They grunt. grunt. Do they grunt? Yeah. Vibrant. Go ahead, yeah, give yeah, it to me, yeah. Dave. What's your closest imitation of a, da- a gator mating call? Mm. Go ahead, go. <laughs> it is. It's like it's like it's like. Uh, is it? Know, it's it's just, that's great. You sure it's not more like? <laughs> Definitely not like that. Take it. It's more like that. Take, <laughs> Take it. Yeah, no, you know what I'm imagining when you were, when she was reading that story is what's the movie with the the golfers. And the uh, is it is it Happy Gilmore? Happy yeah, Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, and the coach. Paulo Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah Paulo. Yeah, yeah. He's got the hand. Carl missing. Weathers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best Carl mustaches Weathers. in Hollywood, dude. You know what I mean? His hand gone. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. I have a, I have an alligator story. You do? Near death. Story. Did you lose your penis to an alligator? No. Okay. <laughs> It's not as excited. We can pat, we can go ahead. If somebody has that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear it. I want to hear it now. But it's not, not related to your penis. I was, you know, from Jersey, right? Not a lot of experience with, with alligators. And there's a few places like uh, Lake Eufaula that has these giant giants. gators. Giant, and, giants. And, yeah. and, and, and I was down at Okeechobee, which also has some big ones. And... Um, I'm going down looking for spawning fish back in these canals, and I got. Right. If anybody's, if anybody's sight fish for bass, and a lot of people watching this show probably have. You got your nose down, looking down, looking down, well, looking you're down. Scanning, scanning. I'm going. I'm snaking through this wily canal that's that's starting out relatively wide. It's getting narrower and narrower, and I know. When I get to the back of this little runoff, there's going to be a, a 10-pounder, a set of them back here. And the water's crystal clear. I can see, you know, three, four feet to the bottom. And I'm going through this canal system. And as I get to the end of it, it starts, it necks down and then opens back up. And now it's it's only about as wide as my boat is long. And as I come through this little neck, I know that's where they're going to be spawning. And I get in there and they're not. My boat's going 100 miles an hour. I get trolling motors on high. I kick it to the left because I'm going to try to negotiate a, a turnaround. And as I as I start to move the boat, or, boat motor to the left, I finally look up. I am toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose with one of the biggest alligators I have ever seen. And I've seen giants. On the bank or in the water? He's laying on the bank. Wow. I can touch him with my fishing rod. Wow. And my now my I've turned the boat sideways, and the motor's on, and the motor gets stuck in the alligator grass. Uh, of course, I'm stuck. 
The, I can hear him breathing. Yeah. I can hear the gator's breath. It's man. like a scary movie where, you know, everybody's yeah, falling, the yeah. zombies are coming. So I am I am froze for a second. I did not know what to do. I'm like, if I move, he's going to eat me. <laughs> you know? Oh my it's God. like there's and I didn't know what to do, and I'm like, I stood there for 10 seconds, and I'm like, well, I can't just sit here and be eaten. I at least have to try to escape. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I so I pulled the cord on the trolling motor. You know, I'll know the move in shallow water, right? You lift the motor just high enough that it's out of the vegetation. But when you hit that button, it's going to make a hell of a racket. And it's going, and then he's going to eat me. You know? so Because he's going to attack where the noise is coming from. So... I hit it, and it went, brrr, and you heard it. It sounded like a tornado. <laughs> whoosh, whoosh. This oh, yeah. mu- it must have been 500 pounds or 1,000 pounds. I don't know how much they weigh. Huge. Just totally going right through the swamp, and I'm, like, afraid to look. I'm yeah. hiding behind my pro pole. Wow. Right? That's my defense. He came right up to my boat, hit it, and went underneath my boat. Wow. And, and swam out. Wow. At that moment... I took all my clothes off. I drove into the middle of the lake, and I just, just I, I was like freaked out, man. You took all. You mean you were naked? I just was like, this is. I was freaking, man. I thought I died. <laughs> wow. I was scared to death. Did I, at any point when that happened, did you do the call that Dave just did? <laughs> Try it again, Dave. Do it real quick again. <laughs> None, at no point did you do that. No. Okay. Dude, right. I saw awesome. one. I saw one on Okeechobee. And it was like every bit of four and. It, it was just oh, so wide, dude. I couldn't. But there's some giants. And when it, you know, I was yeah, far enough away. Pounds. But when it hit the water, the hole it created was like a bomb, like just yeah. with wow. its tail. Yeah. It was amazing yeah. the power. Like you said, they're, they're about they're about a thousand pounds. You know, eight hundred thousand pounds. Big one. Yeah. Yeah. That that's not that's not you know. Scary yeah, to death. Right? That that's close. Not a joke. Crazy near death stories. Uh, we got another caller. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Michael from Oklahoma. Hi, Michael. What is your near death experience story? Well, first off, I, I want to say that. Dave, I think that may be the Bigfoot making call. You know, from Oklahoma, that's kind of what, you know, we're, we're all about, you know, the Bigfoot. Yeah. You know. I think you're right. But, Didn't sound like know. a gator to me. It sounded more like Bigfoot. <laughs> but no, I just wanted to call in and, and tell a story about my, my dad. I was fishing. He he, about, he fell out of the boat when I was fishing the uh, Big Bass Oakley tournament yep. a couple years ago. And, you know, we, we started out and actually, actually ended up winning the tournament, but, it, you know, won a boat and all, but out of the whole deal you know i still look back on it all thinking you know my dad flew out of the boat we was leaving the spot and he would just laid back with his feet out in the middle of the boat and i told him i said man put your feet in the, under that console he's like i'll be fine i said dude you're gonna fly out of the boat he's like i'll be fine so i take off get going you know i'm, you know, I'm not hammered down by no means you know i'm probably only running 50 and i saw him trimming down turn into this little cove next thing i know is there's like slack in my power steering you know i just bought this boat too you know it was like maybe a year old next thing i know since that went slack man he just do like a 180 and he flies out hits me i'm hitting the side of the cap of the boat my new oakley glasses just flew off my head i mean i feel like i got a broken rib you know i'm sitting here in pain i'm looking around like where in the hell is my dad and i just hear him you know uh, you know, he's like, I can't swim. I said, you got to swim. I can't get to you. So I'm trying to throw it in reverse because I'm thinking, i got to go back and get him. I didn't want to, you know, hit him with the prop or nothing. So I tried to throw down the trolling motor. And I, for the life, I mean, I had to get the life, uh, the fishing net, to, you know, to get out there and grab him. 
but he couldn't swim for nothing but it about scared the heck out of me you know something like that i look back on it now you know the tournament like that went in a boat you know as an amateur like that and and you know now it's you know stuck with that in my mind you know wow. about killed my dad i mean it, it was crazy i mean it, it was scary at the, at the least because he's had back surgery and everything and yeah he couldn't swim for nothing that's scary but, you know it, it, it's even yeah. scarier because it wasn't you it was your father yeah. so it had to be yeah. even scarier right yeah, it, it was. I so mean, what, it, did, did the steering cable break on, on the on No, the it, like, it, to me it felt like there was almost like air in like the steering cable or something. There was just slacking. I, 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 didn't, huh. I wasn't running wide open when I trimmed down just a little bit just because, you know, I have a skater and they tend to kind of porpoise a little bit when, you, when you're slowing down. So I trimmed it down just a little bit. When I turned in to this little, little pocket, it just like it went limp. And it just it just did immediately turn to the left and just spun out and it just flew him all i know is he just whacked the hell out of me and <laughs> he was uh, laying in the water about you know a good 20 30 feet from me and yeah luckily he had one of those you know inflatable you know life jackets and man they do work you know a lot of people question that but they yeah. do they 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 work i'm shout a believer out, in them for sure but shout out to mustang shout out to mustang yep. inflatable vest That's wow it. What, a, what, a, what a great story i'm glad glad uh your father was okay and then you guys yeah. went on to win the tournament so it worked out. Yep. yep. Great, great story. Hey. Caller, thank you very much for the call. Hey, keep uh, it up, guys. Do you want to? Do, do, by the way, caller, do you want to do a uh, bonus bonus round? Oh man, questions? yeah. Let's get let's, let's do that. All right, Dave, aka Fatty. What do you got? <laughs> caller, do you want to do fatty? Pete, Mike, or Brian? Man, let's go with that Pete's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pete's not. Everybody, what Pete's not. Pete's not, dude. Okay. Let's see. What do we got, Dave? What do we got for Pete's not? Oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's not. All right. Okay, caller. Multiple yeah. choice question. Uh, <laughs> involving Pete and his sleep habits. Oh, oh man. Wow. When Pete Glusek is on tour <laughs> and he's in a deep sleep <laughs> and he's talking out loud like he usually does, does he A? <laughs> does he A? talk dirty to imaginary women in his dream or does he be curse other anglers for taking his spots aloud oh gosh dude that, I, that's a hard choice that almost sounds like that's a is there a, a c where it both answers no no none of the above man dang uh what, what are the options go a do you want me to read you the options again no that's, i'm going with a i think he's i think he's doing that are you A, talking dirty to imaginary women? Dude, I'm asleep. <laughs> All right, well, we have eyewitness testimony that contradicts your answer, caller, and it is, in fact, B. He B. curses other anglers. Ah, he curses other anglers <laughs> in his sleep. Wow. Uh, testimony B. provided wow. to us by Dave Mansu. Wow. <laughs> Officer Mansu, and he can't lie because he's a police he's officer. Sworn. <laughs> he's sworn Man. by the justice of brotherhood of police not to lie. Well, they, wow. They, they, they those guys probably deserve it. <laughs> Man. Hey, well, caller, Pete that, fishing. Hey, well, well, was Pete fishing with a fever, though? <laughs> He's obviously a listener wow. of the show. Wow. Uh, it's got to be. So I, call that, thanks I, for the I call, believe man. I was wrong, Good comment, then. too, at the end. Appreciate it. Yep. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, man. Right. Wow, that Bye. was some good dirt, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's doing some digging here, Come man. Come on, Mansu. What, what the heck? <laughs> wow.
Throwing me under the bus. All right. Dave's up to no good. Yeah. He's, always, he's always doing the research. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a lot. These, these are all submitted by IM people. These are me. i got to have some <laughs> plausible deniability to <laughs> submit his stuff. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's, my gosh. That's funny. Crazy. What do you good got stuff, that back Dave. there? Back? All I see right, you looking. Well, here's one that I think uh, everyone's scared of having happen to them on the water. So, Howie says... While fishing a club tournament... Howie? Howie. Big Howie or regular Howie? Just says Howie. While okay. fishing a club tournament Hawaii? during a light rain, I started to feel my hair standing on edge, and then my arm that was holding the fishing rod started to shake slash quiver. I got a funny feeling throughout my body. I dropped the rod on the deck of the boat. No sooner I did that, a bolt of lightning shot across the area I was fishing. Friends of mine found me lying on the deck of the boat. They thought I was dead. I was in bewilderment on where I was, freaked out. Wow. A lightning story. I knew we were going to have a couple of those. We've all had instances happen out there like that. Mm-hmm. That's a, That sounds like a really close call. I've never had that, but I've, I've had some weird weird shit happen to me on the I've, water. I've never gotten hit, never passed out. Have you? I've yeah. never got hit, never passed out because of lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I've heard those stories before. Mm-hmm. Where people wake up, they don't know where they're at. They're on the back deck, the front deck. Their ass hurts. I, dude, I've heard, I heard two. <laughs> I've heard two stories from Kelly Jordan. Kelly Jordan spent a lot of time guiding on Fork over the years, you know, or, or before his career, and he had two death stories of lightning. And the one was two guys out fishing, and uh, and they didn't return home. The next day, they have a search party out there for them on Fork. Fork's the big lakes. They're looking all around. Finally, they go up, and they see the boat. And the boat is just up into the reeds or up into the bank. And the two guys are sitting there in both the seats. And, you know, they go up, put the troll motor down, go up. They're both stone-cold dead. Guys, I mean, just like they're, you know, one guy still has his hands on the steering wheel. The other guy's just... Has his head down. Shit. And the back pro pole, they had the pro pole in the back seat. The the leather on the top of the seats disintegrated, and there's black char marks with spider marks all down. So a bolt of lightning hit as they were running, killed oh. them both, and they just went right up on that's the back. That's horrible. That's horrible to hear. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I'm scared to death that that's going to happen yeah. to me or one of the other anglers. We're, because we're we're put out there in those tournament scenarios, oh, yeah. and I've been caught in so many close calls and lightning storms. Yeah. Man, it's just it scares me to death. Scary. It's scary. Brian the Carpenter, do you have any? Uh, do you you want to share a near death experience? Do you have anything with a with a nail gun? No. You almost shot yourself with a nail gun, or <laughs> why did you take yourself off? He asked you a question and you took your face How away. Dare you? Or. or <laughs> Or you had a you had a feisty customer in Cherry Hill and they, you wanted to cement them into the nah, ground. I, I got nothing good. We got callers on the line. Okay. You don't want to hear from me. Okay. Uh, caller, uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Mike from Browningsville, PA. How you guys doing tonight? Hey, Mike, how you doing tonight? What what what's your uh, you got a near death experience story for us? Yeah, actually, I got tons, but I figured I'd keep it in the bass fishing tonight since you know it's like live and everything. All right. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we go on, like, this yearly trip to Maine. We try and keep it, you know, kayak only. We portage into, like, these glacier lakes and stuff like that. Yeah. Clean, clean up on smallmouth and largemouth. Well, one night we are looking at, like, a gazetter, you know, like a field map, and we see a, a landlocked 
pond, a nice sized pond that's in it's landlocked by a couple miles of river each way. So we find the closest road to get to this thing. You know, we go, we paddle there, we clean up all day. I was cursing myself because I brought this Carlisle Day Tripper paddle. It's aluminum handle paddle. If you guys ever, they're okay. They're they're kind of kind of piss poor for fishing all day long. Uh, I was I was beside myself for not bringing a good paddle. But on the way back, I, I decided to beat everybody on the way back. It's where we parked. There was a bridge embankment and a big aqua pipe going in. And uh, we kind of stirred it up with the launch. There was like six of us, so I figured we blew the fish out. But I wanted to beat everybody back to get the fish there to myself. So I paddled with the current, beat everybody by a couple minutes, caught a couple nice smallmouth on the bridge. Now, while I'm waiting for everybody to come back to help load up, I just see this aqua pipe with tons of water pouring through it. Oh, I said, well, what What else would you do with a kayak besides try and drive through it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And there was minimal clearance, like, you know, because there's a good amount of water funneling through, like, a four-foot pipe. This river was, you know, probably 20-some feet wide before the pipe. So I get it. I get a good enough speed, get into the pipe. About halfway through the pipe, you know, it's a whole road length. My freaking paddle gets caught. It's one of those corrugated pipes, like those big black ones. My paddle gets stopped, and I stop dead because my chest is now resting against the paddle. And I'm kind of panicking, like, oh, shit, I'm stuck in this pipe, and there is nobody around. Well, I shimmied too much, and I was in a Pungo Classic, which is a sit-in, and it started taking on water. Uh, This is at the point where I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Like, you know, the whole pipe, me filling up with water in a kayak, there was a good hydrofoil at the end. Uh, I figured it was the end for me. The aluminum shaft kayak paddle buckles and sets me free through the friggin' tube. It was like somebody shined a light down on me and said, you were cursing this paddle all day. It's going to save your life. (laughs) <laughs> I still have the paddle. It's like an aluminum hollow tube, and the one side from my weight of the boat and the water leaning against it. Do not totally get, broke it, and it folded and let me through the pipe. Mike, That's do amazing. not get rid of that paddle. Save that I, paddle the rest of your I life. Do. <laughs> rub that paddle every time you go to the casinos. Rub on that paddle. Rub the paddle. I do. It's still in my shed next to my two other, you know, good carbon fiber ones that I use. Dude, that, totally broken, but I save it as a reminder of stupidity and luck. That's a scary <laughs> story, and and, and I and I can relate to it because when you first started saying like, man, why? Did, I was thinking like, why the hell would you try to shoot? You know, get through. You know, shoot through. Come on. But yeah. but I I could see myself in oh, my younger yeah. days doing yeah. something. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, this was like five years ago. I mean, uh, I turned 30 last week, so I was in my mid-20s, and, you know, I was away from the wife and with the uncles having fun, and I was waiting on everybody. I'm like, what, you know, what do you do? There was this this giant pipe with water funneling through it, and it was just a man It was calling your name. You had to do it. You have to. You have to go through that pipe right now. Had to, I it. had to do it. There was nothing. Man, that, I, I tell you, that's a hell of a story. That that is uh, that is a prize-winning story to me. Mike, are you? Let me ask you this: Are you currently a member of Fishity? Uh, no, I am not. I, I use it um, 
I use the free ever since I uh, took the Bass uh, University class in Jersey. Yeah. It kind of caught my eye, so I've been uh, I've been using the free edition here and there, and from what I like it, it's, it's an awesome system. I love it. Gotcha. Well, do me a favor. Hang on the line. Brian's going to get your information. With that amazing story, you have just won yourself the Fishity Gift Pack tonight. Yeah, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good story. Hey, I love the show. I watch every week. I was bummed tonight because I couldn't watch. I got I came home from work all psyched to watch Ike live, and somebody called me and needed a, a, a rescue repair on their dump truck. So I flew out, and it took all night. And on my way home, I was just dialing, dialing, hoping to get in. I'm glad I caught awesome. through. Awesome. Awesome <laughs> story, dude. I like it. Good story. That's, that's Good story. story. It works out. And, uh, Bass University, for anybody who's listening, is it's no joke. I took I did the, the New Jersey one this weekend specifically because of your tidal water class. I, I, I had the FLW James event coming up, and I, I fished the D here by us. I mean, I live in South, Southeast PA, so the tidal Delaware I'm pretty familiar with, but... I just wanted to take it for you know more rounded approach on how to approach tidal water and I, everything you said hit home. I, I I ran through the paces of the seminar while on the water and I I don't think without it I don't think I would have played as well as I did. I did ninth on day one and I I, I choked on day two staying into the James instead of running to the chick. But I still squeaked out a top forty and I don't think I would have done it without that class wow. being on the tidal water. That's awesome so to hear that. The information you get from the Bass University classes is, is second to none. You guys are doing awesome. Appreciate Thanks. that. Appreciate Thanks. that. Yeah. Hang on, Mike. We're going to get your information. Man, that's nice. A, light, a, a testimonial. Mm. That's not a paid testimonial. We didn't get him to say No, that. no. Honest <laughs> to God. You guys are, you guys are doing great. I, 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 I wish you come to the Northeast again soon so I can take another one. Awesome. That's awesome. It's kind of paid. He, he didn't give us the testimony till after he received the prize. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It was kind of <laughs> hey, hey. Honestly, if I was, if, if you, I asked Brian if you guys were still taking the, still, still taking the stories. If you weren't, I was going to ask if I could, you know, come on and at least say that because uh, honestly, it, you know, the, for the cost of what you pay to go to the, to the weekend, you take tenfold in that knowledge if if you want to. You know, that, that's Thank awesome. You. Well, pr- appreciate the call, Mike. Thank you Hang much. on, Brian's gonna get your information. Uh, Miss Rebecca, what do you got? Somebody, somebody, a anybody, picture somebody, what of their near death experience? Whoa. They drew a picture or sent a picture? No, they posted it. Look, look on oh. the screen. Who's that a picture of? Oh, is that me? <laughs> wow. Uh, is that is that is that a picture of my boat up in the woods? Yes, it is. Yeah, that was uh, that was my story. I'm not even going to tell it. You see it there in the picture. I uh, I crashed a bass boat uh, 60, 75 feet into the woods. Jesus. Uh, you, you know, it's funny. I, I ain't go, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but you know, you talk about how shit's like meant to be or whatever. When I was flying into the woods, I had no control of the boat, and I didn't point it this way i just it just happened that quick but to my left was a tree you know that wide to my right was a tree that wide and i mean i could touch them both after we plot it down and it's just whatever you want to call it just happened but that was that was scary that was mine but now, now wait. How did how did that happen? Like, what did were you avoiding something? Were you? Uh, I, it, it happened so quick. I tell you, I was in a uh, was in a backwater slough. 
like, you know, a canal, sort of. Um, and I had just rounded a corner. It's going about 40 or 50 miles an hour. Rounded a corner, just about to get to a straightaway. And it for, for all the boaters out there, and you'll know what I'm talking about, when you're running and you see something at the last minute and it's a calm spot, it identifies there's something under the surface, right? And so I round this corner and just get to the straightaway, and when I look in front of the boat, I see a calm spot that is perfectly the same length and width across the whole canal. Ah. And my instinct was to just come off the throttle, right? So I've got the wheel, I come off the throttle, and as soon as I come off the throttle, at the same exact time, I hit it. And when I hit that object, it just don't threw me right straight up into the woods and it happened so quick it was a fraction of a, a, a second it was just a thud a thud and an impact <laughs> and the thing I remember the the thing that I can I can close my eyes and vividly remember is not like a sight or a noise uh, or, a, or a smell or a sound it's that noise of the branches breaking the, the boat crashing through branches just that <laughs> <laughs> vivid in my mind. It's uh, sickening. See, I would have thought for you, your your closest to death would have been when you got ejected from Ish's boat on the California. That Delta. was a pretty good one too. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, I you got were a, in pretty bad shape when he got to. Yeah, I got ejected going sixty. I hit the water so hard. By the time when he came and got me and pulled me out, you know, he pulled me out and I was shook up. And you know, c- you know, can you move everything? I can move everything. I look, I look down. I move, wiggle on my toes. And my shoes and socks are completely gone. I hit the water so hard it blew yeah. my shoes and socks totally off. Like an aircraft. Yeah, we never aircraft. found them. Most of the shoes were gone. Yeah, shoes were gone. And that was scary, too. I have a lot of good, good scary one. fishing stories. Yeah, but probably the best one for me is um, the night I met my wife, Becky, in Las Vegas. We had a great night. We met at a club. We had a great night. We danced. We talked. We decided to go get breakfast. Uh, super late at night. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. We drive. We go to get a taxi. And the taxi, you know, we say, we want pancakes. We had this craving for pancakes. Can you take us to a pancake place? Okay, they did. We went all the way down west side or wherever it was. We stopped. We sat down there for breakfast. And menus come out. And the first thing Becky mentioned says, look at that giant penis <laughs> on the window of this restaurant. I thought at that moment she might have been a female killer. I was going to be like Bobbit and lose my penis that night. But it didn't happen. Nice. We ended up getting married. So That's a very bizarre out. version of that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I did say that it looked like a little boy was riding a penis. Right. Because the picture was this mushroom, but it was so phallic. Like, I kept looking at it, and I was like, this guy's going to think I'm nuts. You right. know what I mean? Because like, I kept the, staring. Finally, I had to tell him why I was looking at the mirror, because it didn't look like a happy little mushroom. It was this weird, long, <laughs> phallic-looking mushroom, and this little boy's sitting on it. I'm like, that is so wrong. It's a pancake house. I almost died at the pancake house in, in, in uh, Vegas. <laughs> if we don't have a caller, I'll get to mine. Just I want to hear yours do now. It. Mine involves what our mothers told us our entire lives about making sure you have correct underwear on when you leave the house. <laughs> All what? Right. This is a near-death I, experience revolves around that? Mine said Dude. don't run with scissors. Dude. What? <laughs> wow. No, mine said make sure you, you don't have ripped or dirty underwear when you leave the house. Wow. So... It is February, and I'm launching my boat at Union Lake. 
Water temperature is about 38 Crow degrees. Daddy? No, I'm launching, launching, launching oh, the Ranger. Big one. But I'm not launching at the cement ramp. I'm launching at... The old ramp. I'm launching at the old ramp. Yeah. And the way the wind is blowing, it's blowing the way we would back our boats into the water. And it's February wind. It's blowing pretty stiff. It's a, the old ramp, to describe it, it's a steep ramp. Yeah. And it's not one of those ramps that you put your boat in the water, then un- unclick it. You know, I unclicked it, and my boat got off the trailer. And I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, shit. I'm like, I only have one pair of clothes. I hurry up and start getting my clothes off. And I strip down to just a T-shirt and my underwear. And I'm wading in the water for it. And I'm fingertipping this boat as it's blowing away. And I can't quite get to it. Now I'm at the point where i got to lose my shirt. So I take the shirt off. But the boat's now gaining more momentum away from the trailer. So I'm like, I'm at the point now where I'm up to about my chest. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to swim for this boat. I'm like, it's three feet from my fingers, man. So I start going for it. The minute I start it, like, I, I, I almost stopped. Like, it was so cold and jarring. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it. And I go to touch the bottom because I'm going to walk back, which if you're in a drowning situation, never try to touch bottom, dude. Keep fighting. I go to (laughs) touch bottom, and I can't touch bottom, dude. And that set me back even more. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm not going to make it. Um, Everything's stopping. Like, the boat's this way, dude. Finally, I just dug deep, dude. And every bit of fight I had left in me, I hurry up. I get the boat. I'm able to climb back into the boat. And all I could think about while I was fighting to get to the boat was that I had red tidy whities on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that oh if I didn't make red? it, that the first responders were going to be taking pictures of my dead bloated body <laughs> and wearing the underwear. Oh, I mean, you know? Look at this guy. <laughs> look at him. He's got yeah. red underwear. I swear to God, dude. Like, you know, my Wait, life fla- underoos or tidy whities? But under- I don't know. They, they can't be tidy whities. With a t-shirt and tidy reddies. Tidy reddies. Yeah. Well, that, were they tight? Were they tight or were they? No, they, well, no, they were uh, they were briefs. I, briefs. I, I can't okay. wear boxers. I Red got briefs. I got the nads of like a ninety year old guy. I'll just sit <laughs> oh on them all day. God. So I got to wear briefs. <laughs> all right. Richardson sitting on one right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah move, move over. Move that leg over. I see yeah, that. dude. That so they always say like you know my life flashed before my eyes. It didn't for me. The realization that I was going to die with red underwear on, dude, made me fight oh through it because I was not going to be That's the folly of some assholes. Pictures and man. the exclamation point on that is you had a brown streak stain. Yeah, you, you sharted <laughs> nah. earlier in the day. There's no sharting in that okay. water, dude. <laughs> but funny thing is, I was warm the rest of the day. Like uh, when you when you get into that kind of, I don't know what yeah. happened. But my Red body stuff. just. So did you continue? Back. Did you fish that day? Yeah, or did you you did. Dude, all my clothes were dry. <laughs> I just had did wet you underwear have a good on. Day? No, it was horrible. Dude. Horrible. Junior okay. Lake. Yeah. <laughs> it's a drain that thing. I'll put a mall there, dude. <laughs> you got to go back to the gate hole. Yeah. Oh, you were down by the dam. You got to go to the gate hole, gate Dave. Hole. Gate hole. I remember that. What do we got? What do we got going on back there? Caller. I love it. That's awesome. Caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Dylan from Santa Monica. Hi, Dylan. You have um, a. Uh... I got a couple stories, so I'll make them quick. All right. Well, the first one happened a couple weeks ago. I was fishing with my buddy, and we were uh, fishing off the jetty, uh, going for bass, saltwater fishing. And uh, I hooked this bass that, you know, it was pretty big. I didn't realize how big it was, but we were sitting about uh, 15 feet off the jetty, you know. And so I bring it over, and uh, my line's not uh, thick enough to bounce it that high. So I climb up, and I'm... 
I'm getting ready to go down onto the bottom, and it snaps off and breaks. And he was about a seven pounder, and I about dropped dead and died. <laughs> wow! <laughs> anyway, that's so a great my other story. one is a real near death uh, story. That's and, definitely uh, a near death story. Yeah. <laughs> I could see, I could see how you could pass away from that. I you I know, like, it. it's, it's not too often when I get those on my line. So wow! But uh, so, anyways, my uh, this one happened. It was the day before my 25th birthday, and I just got off work, and it was raining outside, and. Uh, I'm on the corner waiting across the street to get to the bus and the light turns green and I take about four or five steps off the curb and uh, I hear this scream, you know, and it was like how you guys were talking about with slow motion. As I heard the scream, I turn around and look and all I see are headlights coming straight at me. And in, I mean, in fully slow motion, like, and then I felt someone grab the back of my shirt and yank me. And uh, I flew back, and the car came, and it skinned me. And I was wearing a dress slacks and a collared shirt, so it was like I just slid across the car, and I had my, <clears throat> excuse me, I had my umbrella in my hand, and uh, the the side mirror hit the umbrella and swung into the uh, to the. Um, Gosh, the window, and it shattered the window, and I did a, like a 360, landed on my feet, and, uh, and the car just took off spinning. And so I was like, I turned around and like take the person who was there, and there was nobody there. And the girl on the corner who screamed was looking at me like I was insane, like like I was, you know, possessed or something because I flew backwards. So I don't know if it was a guardian angel or wow. if it was what it was, but or just my instincts, and I didn't know that I jumped back, but that was my near death experience. Wow, that's a that's a crazy story. Yeah, yeah, but it was fully in slow motion, like you guys were talking yeah. about. You know, like you could see everything when I was spinning around. I saw the glass shatter in slow motion, and it wow. was a trip. That that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that that brings out all kinds of other subtopics. Like, was there a guardian angel there? I mean, if you believe it, some people believe in that. Have, Maybe have, there was. We all have guardian angels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I yeah. believe in it. Wow, that's an interesting story. That's crazy. That's crazy. We, what do you got, Brian? You're looking at me. I am. Okay. What do you got? Nothing. Okay. We haven't had that out of body experience. No. Death story that's so common that, that, that's that the Jeff next, has. That's next yeah. week. Next week. That's ne- that's <laughs> next week's show. What's your so, best out of body experience? Yeah. <laughs> You'll get plenty. Do I get a consolation question? Yeah, let's give him one. Dave, what do you got? Consolation question. Pete, Ike, or Brian? Uh, we're gonna have to take Ike this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me consult the notes here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is like my third time on the show. <laughs> All right, buddy. So <laughs> it must be good when Dave laughs. <laughs> He's laughing already. He hasn't asked it yet. Uh-oh. Here we go. It is a scenario situation that did happen. Ooh. This this wasn't one of those ones that may or may not have happened. This actually did happen. All right. And it occurred at Mike's wedding with Becky. Uh-oh. Now to paint the picture. This was a beautiful wedding set. <laughs> it was set at like an old like farmhouse type thing in the middle of uh, rural Virginia. And 
the limo company provided Mike and Becky a vintage Rolls-Royce limousine. Now, here's where the multiple choice comes into play. Okay. <laughs> the limousine came to pick the newlyweds up from their wedding, but the initial the Rolls-Royce was broke down. It broke down on them, so they had to send a second vehicle. Did Mike A thank them for bringing the second vehicle, even though they had to wait an hour, <laughs> or did he B get a running start and do a Bo Duke slide long. across the hood of this vintage Rolls Royce, thus scratching it? Oh, fully B. <laughs> Mike, you're correct. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Dig, dig it into the crates, Dave. Wow. Yeah. Duke's a hazard. Duke's a hazard shit. Wow. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, you know, I, I look back on that, and there was a uh, we we did have to pay for the scratch after that, but, but I'm very <laughs> happy. I would have never changed the scenario there. How much? Had, how much did the scratch? I was a couple hundred bucks to get a buff. That's it. No, it wasn't. that was it. Yeah, it was like it was like pins. It was worth it. Yeah, oh, it was worth it. It was worth it. It was super worth it. Congratulations, Mike, was, was everything in slow right, motion when you slid across everything the hood? It was actually an outer body experience that I had. I thought I was the guy from oh, Dukes of Hazzard. That's great. Yeah. Go, 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 go. No, how, how, what was the... What? Yeah, Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking noise? I don't remember I don't any of that. That wasn't Dukes of Hazzard. No. We're not allowed to use a Confederate flag anymore, so yeah, that's right. Right. there is no more Dukes yeah, of Hazzard. Right. That shows in the credits. Uh, caller, thanks. Stay on the line. Unfortunately. Uh, by, by the way, consolation prize for that one is a signed X-Mark cap. Really cool All hat. right. You'll like it. Stay on the line. Brian's going to get your information. Thanks, Carl. All right. Thank you. Man, you take, know, it, take it into crates, Dave. Wow. Yeah, you know, what's, you know what's cool about these callers? All the different accents. Every, yeah. From all oh, over yeah. the country, people are calling in. West yeah. Coast, Vermont. Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. I like the North Carolina accent. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is a cool accent. Yeah. yeah. It's really neat. Yeah, Mike, I, your, your accent has remained pretty much intact. You've done a lot of travel, and you've, you've yeah. still got... I'd say you're kind of still a Jersey accent, a little, maybe a little faded yeah, out. Yeah, I actually, it's, it's gotten worse since I've been back here. Yeah, a few less it's marbles than the rest of us. As a matter of fact, I, I go to Wawa every morning. Right? Yeah. And I go to, do you go to Pete's favorite Wawa? Uh, no, I, well, I go to different ones. Okay. Right. <laughs> but one I go to, I frequent often every day. I get a breakfast burrito, and and the lady there, you know, talks to me. I, I've written about it on Facebook, and I, you know, I try to infuse, you know, how you doing? Is it a good day? If I was in Virginia. You know, I'd be like, are you having a good day? You know, I'm up here a couple weeks. And, you know, I'm all about the, you know, paying it forward. You could tell somebody, you know, I used to be I wanted to change the whole world by myself. Now I'm like, I'm going to tell you have a good day. Later on, if you tell him and you tell him and you do something good. It spreads. It spreads, yeah. right? So I try to do that. So in the morning, I'm in line, and I turn around. This guy's looking at me, you know, kind of like this attitude, the Jersey attitude. I'm like, how you doing? And he's like... <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good. How you doing? How you I'm like, doing? I'm pretty good. The guy the guy sees us, another guy behind him, and he's like, How you doing? He's like, I'm doing fucking good. How you doing, man? <laughs> so so I started this propagation of how the fuck yeah. you know. so so my, my it spreads. Yeah, my uh accent has gotten worse, like water, you know. Well I don't say yeah. water, but it's getting there, man. Yeah. So, yeah. It comes back too. What do you, we, what, we, what do we you notice that? Yeah, what are you doing this Saturday? 
Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. But we do notice that because Becky and I travel a lot, and when we're traveling, you ca- kind of catch the, the yeah. southern accent when oh, you yeah. travel down yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. then you come back, Absolutely. and it comes back. Oh, she yeah. comes back yeah. dropping yeah. y'alls yeah. on all of us. Yeah, y'all. A lot of y'alls back I still say y'all. Yeah. My girlfriend looked at me the other day. She's got, I got to go across the street. Across. Across. Like, yeah. I'm, I just looked at him. Across. Across. Yeah, that's a good one. My, but hold on, my son, who my son and my wife just had a funny South Jersey accent thing the other day. So we're on our way to the swim club, and uh, she tells Dave, <laughs> she tells my children to get their to get their tail, the towels, the way she <laughs> yeah, says it, the towel. Towel. He's like, tails. he's playing his game. What? Why do we need tails, Mom? Tails, yeah, yeah. <laughs> grab, grab your tail, man. Yeah. Have your towels. Towels. Yeah. Towels. All right, I'm going to throw in uh, a quick trivia question for you guys here, and I want to say who's who's smarter than a fifth grader. Um, a family of rhinoceros is called what? A, pod, B, herd, C, crash, or D, troop? Pete, do you want to attempt that one? Pod. Okay, we got a pod. Dave? Second. Pod. Herd? No, a pod. I'm oh, second, second pod. again. Yeah, pod. No, I'm, I'm going to go with the herd. You're going herd? Yeah, uh, uh, Rebecca? I'm, I go with a crash. Yeah. What's a crash? a crash? I don't know. Okay, Dave's Brian, what is the correct answer? Rebecca. Crash. 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 Wow. Yes. Crash of rhinoceros. Wow. Wow, man. Beck, you know what you win? You get to give me a um, uh, oral sex tonight. Guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. We lost every viewer with that speech. Oh, yeah, they're just dropping off. That was a joke. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you can, but that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's 11 o'clock. It is 11 o'clock. We didn't, Thank we didn't even get to talk Lord. about Mike. I know. Well, let's do we're, that. Let's 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 switch, Brian. Let's switch gears here. We had some great yeah. stories. Yeah, let's reset. Yeah, let's, let's take. Oh, a, you want to take a break and we'll reset? Yeah, let's do that. We want to close out, stop the files. Okay, start. Let we're, people we're know what we're going to talk file about. File with Mike. Okay, I'll, I will. Hey, let, let me tell you this: we're going to take a break. Uh, I want you to hang in there, hang in there for about five minutes with, with us. We're going to take a break. We're going to pee. We're going to refill our beers. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mike Richardson, aka Nam, aka the Predator Hunter. And we're going to find out what Mike's been doing the last 20 years. Uh, we're going to have some good stories. I know we are. So hang in there with us. Uh, stay tuned. More Ike Live coming and, up. And if you're letting your kids watch, put them to bed now. Yeah, if you're letting your kids watch, you might want to put them to bed. But but thanks for watching so far. Hang in there with us. We'll be back in five minutes. Ike Live. Wow, how does this happen every show? Dude, it just... What the-